Good evening, everyone, and welcome to part two of the Understarters Orders podcast eBor meeting. I am jo- I'm going to be your host tonight, and I am joined by a couple of my friends from over the sea. I have with me Andy Cummins. Lauren, how are you? It's great to have you back. Thank you. How are you? I am super. How are you? Yeah. I've always. I've always liked the Ebor meeting and I was meaning to come over this year and then I didn't get around to it, but I promise yeah, you I'll be over next really year. I'll be over next year. Get you over. We'll get you yeah. definitely get you over next year. Uh we also have Deck with us. Hi Good Deck. Evening. Welcome back. Thank you. Um you're joining us again tonight. <laughs> I haven't got a glass with me. I might get my uh my slave downstairs to bring one up soon. Um, I found a can of cider. I have one under the bed. <laughs> um, Steve is due to be joining us, but I think he's having technical difficulties at the moment. So I think we'll probably just uh, probably just he's get started. The us three. In the back, I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. It's not a good plan. Um, so oh, he's he has just messaged us saying that there's there seems like there's no Wi-Fi issue, so it's. Uh, it's obviously just Steve, but oh, we'll... it's our fault, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him join us whenever he's uh, whenever he's able to. So, if um, let's get started, then shall we? Uh, the first race that we are looking at is the two twenty five tomorrow, which is the Lonsdale Cup Stakes, the part of the British Champion Series, one of the long distance races. Um, eight in the field this year and the unbeaten at York Stradivarius uh, heads the market. He is a best price of around six to four. Trushan and Holly Doyle is next up at two to one. There's then Coltrane, Quickthorn, we have Tashkan and Mostly Cloudy as well with lots of ones to his name. Rishun and Nate the Great make up the rest of the field. Now, to anybody who knows me, it's going to be no surprise who I will be backing. So I'm probably not going to waste anybody's time in going through the rest of the field. But um, I'm surprised that you're still sticking with Nate the Great after all. These <laughs> no, I love are. Nate the Great. <laughs> left that up, left that one open for you, didn't I? Yeah. Um, so, Andy, who would your selection be in this race? I felt I feel like we've talked about this race at least six or seven times this season. It's 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 really dead. No, when it comes to the stairs, it's um yeah, but look, they're they're consi- like they're a consistent enough bunch, I suppose. Um and I do see Quick Torn in here, and he was actually I, I nearly backed him for the Ebor anti post um on the back of his run last year behind Sonny Boy Liston and his who went on to win the Irish ledger and then his group two win last time out is clearly an improving horse. Um and I think he's the value in here actually at around 12 to 1. I know the Ebor, the £500,000 handicap, and this is a group two where you're going to have Stradivarius and Trushan. And he and admittedly, he does have a bit to find on the book, but he's done very little wrong this year. Like he was a group two winner last time out. Um, he was a, a good winner over two miles at Sandown, possibly a little bit unlucky at Ascot before that. And uh, okay, granted, he does have th- a, a good good few lengths to find a true shan on his nottingham running but i think the quicker ground might play into his um i think the quicker ground is going to play to his strengths here and i think he'll be able to close that three length gap from nottingham and i i think he might have needed that run as well uh, true shan has a record of going pretty well fresh so 
I think 12 to 1 for an improving five-year-old is a pretty fair price here. I, I won't really waste anybody else's time. Like, as I said, we've, we've described Stradivarius true Shan. There's not a whole lot more to say about them. They're great stayers. They're very enjoyable horses. Um, true Shan obviously putting up a monstrous performance in the Northumberland play. I think Holly Doyle might want the Goodwood Cup back. Um, obviously, they, they, she committed true Shan for home to kind of keep Stradivarius at bay in his, in his yeah. box, but... Look, I think he was be- he was be- probably better value than what he was beaten by that day. Stradivarius, I wouldn't have him at six to four over two to one with Trushan in a match bet. I-, I suppose they should probably like. I know there's only half a point between them at the bet, and they probably should be almost joined. Um, it you know there's six pounds between them now in official ratings, which is probably a little bit exaggerated as well. Uh, obviously, with Trushan putting in that run in a handicap company where the handicapper has to put you up if you win it in a handicap the way he did. Yeah. Um. Coltrane's enjoyed a really enjoyable season as well. Um, he's probably held by Stradivarius and, and uh, not Kiprios, Stradivarius and Trushan on that Goodwood Cup running. But it was a really good effort. And, um, you know, he could he could improve. I think 92 is a bit skimpy about his prices or about his uh, chances. And uh, Tashkan hasn't really gone on from that long distance cup second at, or not long distance cup, long distance champion on Champions Day to race at Asuka. He hasn't really matched that form this year, unfortunately. He might need um, quicker ground. And then mostly cloudy. It's a, a ballsy move from Gemma Tuddy and, and the gang to put him in. He's been an absolute revelation this year. I think he started his winning sequence off 60 and he's won five on the bounce. He absolutely deserves his chance in this. And it's quite interesting that he runs here instead of the Melrose on Saturday, which is a three, basically the three-year-old version of the Ebor. Um, off 93, I would have thought he would have had a great chance in that on the win and run that he's on. But they've gone for the Group 2 prize here. Um, and I, that could be significant enough as well. That, that that may be worth keeping an eye on. And I wouldn't be surprised if he improved again, but he's going to have to improve quite a lot to bridge that gap. But for me, um, to be honest, I, I, I think um, the value here lies with Quick Thorn. He's in career best form. We still don't know where the bottom of the barrel lies with him. And 12 to 1 is a little bit disrespectful of his chances. He could be vulnerable for win purposes, but the form he's in, if you get your dead eight, you're gonna get up. You're gonna get three play. If you get three places, you'll probably get an each way return. And if he's improving at a quicker rate, then you know if, if he's still improving, there's a good chance that he could he could get to these, especially if they have an off day. And I think twelve to one's a very fair price about that. Okay, thanks for that, Andy. I'm <laughs> um, just gonna bring Steve in. He's managed to connect. Nice, Steve. You okay? You in? How are you doing? Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, connection issues. What race are you on? <laughs> the Lonsdale Cup, mate. Let's get racing post up. Have you all, have you all spoken yet? Have you? No, no. We'll we'll let you sort yourself out. And um, Deck right, was nodding you. along to lots of the things that Andy was saying about Quickthorn there. So is oh, that mean... nodding off. Sorry. Oh, nodding off. <laughs> <laughs> You're not no, in agreement then. No, I fully agree with Andy. Um, I, I don't really, really fancy Quickthorn, but Andy's right. He's definitely the value here. Like he's won his last two, as Andy said. Uh, he looks to be improving. He's having a good season. You know, between him and Coltrane, I think Craig Thorne is the one who's going to get to this level. But um, I, I just, look, the top two, Stradivarius, he's, like, he's still as evergreen as, as he's always been. You know, in later all then tired. It's great to see. Um, like, what way are they going to ride him? Are they going to, like... Is he going to be prominent? Like, I want to see him ridden 
really well, I think he's. I think talking. you can say he's not going to get stuck in a gap this time. You'd hope. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him go forward with him. Like, they yeah, don't have to lead with him. Just don't have a horse in front of him. Just you know? sit, yeah. sit off the pace. Just, like, sit off whoever's making it. And the rest of them are up your arse and they're just keeping them going forward. And that's what he wants because... Yeah, that's where he's best, I would say. Like, if you look at all of his races previously, that's the kind of position that he is best from. He doesn't he doesn't want something, you know, that to chase down for from the back of the field. He doesn't want to come across all of them. He needs to be handy. I think, you know, there's been a lot made of rides and getting caught in pockets and stuff. And I've always said that he hasn't got the gears and he's mm. probably got into those pockets because he has or he hasn't got out of all his pockets because he hasn't got the gear but if he's ridden like behind the front runner and the rest of them are up his arse and they're just keeping him going forward I you know he probably doesn't you could even put headgear on him like and just at this stage just to keep him interested and keep him going forward because he'll outstay them you know if there's pace on here he he definitely outstay them we know how you know how strong he does stay well Look, I wouldn't say he needs anything to to like help keep him interested. I think the fact that he's he's, he's an eight year old and he is still you know as happy as Larry and Godson says he's you know so happy to be in training every day. I'm not sure it's the I don't think it's his concentration that is at fault oh, at all. It's in some positions, you know. It's undoubtedly the rides, like, and I've only done the same thing. I don't know why you'd hold them up, like, I, yeah. you know. Yeah, it makes no sense, yeah. You know, but if you're gonna ride them, it can do no harm if you were to put a pair of pieces on them or something and just ride them forward and just you know, just keep them going forward and they're them up his arse mm. and that'll keep them going forward again and he'll probably outstay them. He grind uh, them into yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he'll, just, he'll do what he does best and outstay them. Like he's you know, I know you give me a lot of stick on but he wasn't quick enough <laughs> to win a ledger, but he is a brilliant stare and you have to use the attributes he has and mm. He's not going to want to get into a sprint, like you know. Exactly. He's not going to. He, you, you don't want to pull him out and quicken through gaps because he hasn't mm. got those gears to do that. But we've seen for years now what he does have, and you know, mm. I just hope his reputation doesn't get tainted with all the bullshit that's gone on. And um, mm. Frankie's been jocked off, you know. And um, Gosling's letting down, but we like we know Spooky G is. Um, mm. He is what he is, and, and the owners let themselves down. They're talking about yeah. only, you know, and it's it's a bit of a sideshow now, and it's kind of taken away from this, you know, absolutely there we've had for, you know, we've got to enjoy for years. So I'd love yeah. to see him go out, you know, and and ridden, not to the front, but you know, mm. just get off whoever's taking it. Yeah, um, yeah. Shan, look, yeah, it's probably. Probably some jockey error at Goodwood as well. The handicap win, I thought there was an awful lot made of. Like, I know he carried a big weight, 10 stone 8. You know, I know he done it off, off 120. But, you know, horses carry weight. If you send him over timber, he's going to carry more than 10 8. You know, horses can carry it. And he just beat a lot of horses who are way inferior to him. And now, look, I know how a handicap works, but he's a multiple group one winner. And I think sometimes they're just in another league. Like, you know, people talk, I think people make too much away sometimes. Like, fucking horses used to carry fellas with suits of armor on them. Like, you know, so, horses have no problem carrying weight. But it's when you have unexposed types in behind, you know, who should be carrying your weight, but they're carrying this. 
that's when you're in trouble. That's when weight makes a difference. Horses can carry weight. Um, I, I just thought there was an awful lot made of it, the greatest handicap performance ever. I, I'm not so sure. Um, he's a multiple group one horse. He was just way better than him. But again, I, I'm keen to take him on. Um, look, quick, quick time I've already covered. He's the one going to... If if I am gonna to get to the top, it'll be quick turn ahead of Coltrane. And then the the rest I, I can't really see having much of a chance. Mm. I fully agree with Andy. Quick turn's the, the definite value here. I'll stay as that. Stays bailed hard on this race. Literally just about to come to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've turned you right down as well. Sorry, I'll take kids, the kids are still up, so yeah, see holidays and it's hard this time of year. But um, that's okay. Wacky races yeah. on the telly or something. Though. Uh, what should you say about doctors or something or ambulances? <laughs> I love a bit of drama. So, <laughs> Dee, we've got a couple of a uh, couple of shouts for Quickthorn, and I'm very heavily always on Stradivarius. Who are yeah. you siding with in this one? Yeah, no, the, but I've not heard what it said about Quickthorn, but it's definitely progressive this year, and I think the change of tactics at Sandown was a was a really key ingredient to him becoming a better horse. In the Cigaro, he sort of held up, and I think they was all watching Wordsworth, weren't they? And it was one of them where he's a bit like I don't know, definition where he's pretty slow and ill. Everything played their hand too late, really. Princess Zari nicked it, but um, I'm guessing Tom Mark on the go out and try and make it again. But it's still a big, it's still a bit of a leap of faith to think he can improve and win this. I think his price reflects that. I can definitely see him being third or even maybe second, but um, I'm in a true shame camp. I am. Um, a lot's been made of Stradivarius and Frank and even the ride at Goodwood, but I just think the horse is getting on a bit now. I mean, people have been a bit cruel to this or that or whatever excuse, but he just isn't the same. Also, just doesn't quicken out of trouble as, as easy as he used to, you know? But I sort of made a big, I made a bit of a point of the Goodwood Cup. Um, I was, we, was off, we was chatting off air, weren't we, about horses like Big Bucks, Ingalls Driver and Giants Causeway horses that don't really do a lot in front, but as soon as you eyeball them, they find they find a lot of resilience. And I think Kipros is one of them sort of horses, and um, I think Holly Doyle, like she got away with not not anyone digging her out for that ride. She saw the Hollywood lights four out, and she just went for broke, and it was it was a really poor ride. And I think it cost her the race. Um, and I think Stradivarius was flattered to get so close because them two were going gung ho four out, and I, and I think that's why he got so close, but. I don't think anything would have beat Kipriot in a day anyway, but I just think Trushan, Trushan's a real star. And I think if she'd been a lot more patient, she might have been closer. If she'd left it late and done an observatory, which, which what, is how they got Giants Causeway beat in the end, by trying to avoid it might have been the key. But um, I think yeah. two, one, the grounds look like it's, there's a little bit of, a little bit of giving, isn't there? Maybe it's not enough for, uh, for his... Yeah. The times home. didn't suggest it today, but yeah, I think I think they were just taking the top off it with a bit of rain. So yeah, I just think if she, she goes back to using her noddle and doing what she done on Nashville Goodwood and just right, riding the horse like it's the best horse in the race, yeah. and dropping it out, she's got to turn her foot. And I think there's like I said, I think there's enough giving the ground. And I think I think True Shan's a good bet to be honest with you. Okay, True Shan for C. Um, so we've got a few a few different selections there. A couple of the lads going for Quickthorn, um, Stradivarius, unbeaten at York for me, and Trushan for Steve. Um, Simon O'Neill has asked if Atzini is riding Strad, and he is, isn't he? Is yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, what do you what do you actually think about Stradivarius possibly staying in training next year? Because I, I never understood like people's knock on flat racing usually is oh they're only around for two or three years, then they go to stud, and then you have a yeah. horse. Oh, Stradivarius is staying in training because either A, his owner is charging too much for a stud farm to use him, or B, he's too small for a stayer and he's not going to make a national home stallion. It's one or the other. Like I don't know who Yeah, would. well, like yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't like, know maybe what they want it. Yeah. Do you remember David Ellsworth yeah. done his Persian punch and the poor thing ended up dying like in art acting after he won the cigar or something? It just kept running and running and running. And... They are racehorses, though, Steve. Yeah, I know, but mm. yeah, I know, and you're probably right that jumpers go on till 12 and 13, but these are running they're at quicker really, paces. They're and... it. Like, they give up themselves. Like, they're racehorses. Like, no. Yeah, they, they'd yeah. stop. Yeah, I, I don't know. They like, tell you when they're ready like, to go, do you, don't they? What do you want? Like, if he's. If he's still enjoying himself, and okay, so he's what five, six, seven pounds below his absolute best, but he's still very competitive in these races. I don't yeah. really see just run him, you know, just enjoy him. Yeah, like I don't know yeah, what like type really, of career yeah. he would have. Like, like, he'd have no stud career. But he's, he's not big he's, into stud anyway, is he? The owner, he's had a few studs. He'd stand advertising him there to say he's faster than seven four-long horses, which he's absolutely not. Like. Mm. You know, you can't, he'd be running in fucking seven. He'd be running the City York stakes if he was that fast. Like. The advertisement was strange. I thought it was trying to sell them. Yeah, it's just it's just trying to do what you know what marketing does, isn't it? Which is pick out pick out some facts, manipulate them to what you want it to say. I guess. Yeah, like There's, you know, yeah. it's just going. There's some horses who are slowing down, but our lad has one one speed, and that's it. And he does yeah. it. Like you run in the Mongolian He does not have one speed. He's he doesn't. If he was stuck in that pocket round round the bend at well, where he was stuck in that pocket round the bend at Ascot and still made still closed in on them. No, the rest were no slowing down. The rest were slowing down, the race was over. He's still going the one thing. This is what I'm saying. This is why I'd ride him forward. This is why I'd put the pieces on him and I'd ride him right up the fucking arse of the front runner. You know, I do completely he, agree with that. Yeah, but that's but because... You, but you're never going to convince me that he's just got one pace. But when they quick, they, when they quicken and, and they will do their racing maybe two out, and the last four long, they'll be looking for the lion. Like, horses are probably slowest at the mm. lion. This fella, he'll just keep going. But if he's there already, he's ahead of them. Like, you yeah, there's not enough time for them to stay. Because, like... No, he, he 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 hasn't got the gears, mm. but he is a brilliant stare. He will stay at that speed for I don't know four miles. You know <laughs> that's what he's good. That that's what he has in his locker. Mm. Um, I don't think I'm not sure Kiprios is the fastest either, though. I think Kiprios is just he just oh, listens right. to his jockey. I the, the only reason I'd say that is he's only four, and we haven't got to see him yet. I'm convinced mm. he'd be a fine. I think. If I personally think if Kiprius ran into King George, he'd have given Pile Driver and Tarcado Tasso problems. I'm well, absolutely I convinced. Of, I don't think he's that convinced. I don't think, was he a Derby horse? Like, Aiden so fancied him for the Derby, and he he had a like he wasn't right when he was three, and they look they started him over staying distances because they they had no they had no horses this they had no Colts this year so they needed something they, for staying distances. Like, so, but they have they've nothing. They've, what do they have? High definition. Like, if he's slower than fucking high definition, he wouldn't need high definition for breakfast. <laughs> you know, but why is he not running in 
<laughs> You've said that a couple of times lately. He's running. He's running. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's he's going to run in the Irish ledger, and then he's going to come back and trip for the arc. That that's that's what he's, they're going to do. He's holding me. He won't go. He he'll, he'll go as fast as he can the whole way, and it'll be too fast. For him. He's I actually don't. Th- I genuinely don't think it will be. But anyway. Anyway. I think that concludes our, our Lonsdale Cup uh, suggestions for everybody. Damon Clark's a little bit ahead of the game. He's talking about the Platinum Queen. Not sure she's going to stay the uh, the two-mile trip, but we'll get <laughs> on to the Lonsdale a little bit later. Um, the next race that we are looking at this evening is the Group 2 Gym Crack Stakes. Again, another race tomorrow. That's at 3 o'clock. Uh, heading the market, we have Marshman, an unbeaten two-year-old. Uh, again, an unbeaten two-year-old. We've got Noble Style for the William Buick and Charlie Appleby duo. Followed up in the market at 130, around uh, 130, Royal Scotsman. Uh, another unbeaten horse in next for Richard Fahey is Clearpoint, is around 9-1. to one. There's then Chateau, Never Just a Dream, Catch the Paddy, uh, up to around oh, 20. Hang on a minute. You can't call a horse Catch the Paddy. For fuck's sake. We've got Catch the Paddy, who I'm sure is going to be discussed in great detail with such a fantastic <laughs> name. Imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. What, what would it be called, Lundy? Catch the Black and Tan. Catch the Paddy, yeah. <laughs> you imagine the horse. <laughs> Catch the Paddy yeah, is at 22 to 1. Bigger the rest. So 12 in this field. <laughs> <laughs> the six furlong. Albasti Equiworld Dubai Jim Crack Stakes. Um, who would like to go first? Deck, do you want to go first? Do you want to talk to us about Catch the Paddy? Are you interested in him at all? Oh, I'm fucking disgusted. Disgusted. Right. We should be cancelled for talking about him. Um, I look, he's won his last two handicaps, including one here. Oh, he's won one handicap, and he's won or two. I can't see him winning this. Like, um, it's a step up, are right? Yeah, like not noble style. He's won well, but the horses in behind, apart from Royal Scotsman, haven't really set the world alight. And that was Royal Scotsman's debut. Um, but you know, it was like Millstream was fourth yesterday. Um, I just don't think the farm is, is really stacking up too well. So Royal Scotsman is the one who's come out and, and done well. He was toured in the Coventry and that farm looks good. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you forgive Brad Sell for the run in um, the Phoenix, but, you know, Persian Forst ran his race. He was just beaten by, um, you know, oh, beaten by a so- weapon. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he, I was going to say he wasn't just beaten, was he? No, he, he was well beat by a horse who looks like a fucking five-year-old, like you know, two-year-old <laughs> uh, races. So you know, I'm convinced he's a three-year-old. <laughs> anyway, sitting there twice in the parade ring. Fucking hell, what's this team doing? <laughs> you know, like I, I think, I think Royal Scotsman reverses the form with Noble Style. Um, but he wouldn't be my selection here. Uh, clear points two from two, but nothing in behind has won. Not even a fucking subtle has something won <laughs> that was behind him. So you can't really be hanging your hat on that. Um, the one I like is Chateau. Um, 
he was fought at Windsor, but he's won either side of that. And I'd be always happy to forgive a, a run at Goodwood. And I think he could step up. I think it's the value here. He, he could reverse that form with, with Royal Scotsman. Um, I'd fancy him to run a big race there. Have we got um? Have we got any prices down the bottom? Where's the ticker with all the prices? Oh, how do Chris I went to the Isle of Wight, did he? So he don't have yeah. any more. What price is he? I think he's good value. Is he about... Did he go 16 to 1, was he? 12. 20, 16 is when I start talking, I'd say. 12 is um, <laughs> the as well. Sorry about that. Everyone's piling in. Yeah, look, I, I, I fancy him to run a big one. Um, I can't really have the top two novice oil and match. I think Royal Scotsman reverses that debut form, and I think Shafto's going to run a big one. You know, who has, like, Chisel, Chisel, Chisel with. Probably worth a mention was left behind on debut, left way behind and ran on to finish fifth of 14. He was quite green throughout the race as well. And um, the outsider, like like the Blue, won that race. But you know, you, you'd expect. I mean, look, if he fucking breaks and he he's not as green as he was the last day, and um, you know, I'd, I you'd fancy him to reverse the form anyway. Some of the others I can't really see, but I just think Colin Horse catch the paddies taking the foot is. If that shoe was on the other foot, can you imagine if the shoe was on the other foot? Yeah, I can't oh, imagine. Catch the tan. Catch the tan. Make a film about that. He did, didn't they? Michael Collins. Catch I, the tan. I don't know if catch the tan would be as obvious as catch the paddy is, if you know what I mean. Like, that's because that's because they're yeah, going to take like, your fucking yeah, history over there. That's the that's the main problem. <laughs> that's why we're in this position. <laughs> <laughs> they they probably think catch the tan is like oh he must have been named after the owner's trip to Ben Medina or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Okay, so Chateau for you then, Deck. Even at twelves, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's where look I spent luckily enough I took the 16 before I started talking okay very good um Steve who would your selection be for the gym crack yeah I had a little look at this earlier not not saying I'm hugely in on, on this race I think Marshman's he's priced up accordingly one by eight and a half lengths in a Mickey Mouse race but he won it well uh, Noble Stars won two races on the spin I don't think he's been overly impressive he's probably priced up more on the connections who if you look at it, I don't think they're having a great time in the last week or so, Appleby. There been a few reversals. Thank you. It's been having the, a couple of times, I think, I don't know if it was the last time I was on the podcast. It must have been towards the start of the season when I was on the podcast. And I think Deck said something about Charlie Appleby and I said that it was, you could almost rely on backing him blind at that point in the yeah. season. Like any Appleby, Buick, good old food combination was just hosing up. And I think... Maybe because they were in such good form towards the start of the season, things are just you know, yeah, it's maybe a long old season, isn't it? I know Andy always says something about Aiden after Ascot, he normally takes the heat off them for a couple of weeks and then yeah, they sort of relax, gear yeah. up towards um, September with the Irish Champions. Right. Maybe Charlie's just he's just just cracked on and carried on running them, but I do no. also think I think I said in the group the other day, like Buick's a drop, seems to be dropping them out a lot. He dropped them out. He dropped them out. Like what he did, or what what the whole field did, especially in, I think it was the Acom Stakes, wasn't it? Ryan Moore just rolled the pants off him. But yeah. like you rarely see Ryan Moore get the pace wrong. For me, I just like whenever oh, people absolutely. say, like, apart from apart from fucking Wednesday, 
<laughs> yeah, maybe they bought into Bayed on that one. You never know. <laughs> yeah. hard definition I think high, de- high definition channel is in our win- Robin Hood or Windsor Palace. Oh, there I now. About setting a race up. Right, I tell you what, he's pumping away since he broke. <laughs> he was out of traps like Deja, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, he goes, here he goes, he's getting up to the front now, he's going to hit the brakes, he just kept going and going. <laughs> he's rolling them along. He was hoovering up that fix and coming around the bend, wasn't you? Oh, he's uh, like, no, I tell you, he's going to stack them up now, turn up a hole. Getting reminders on the two and a half hour long yeah. home game. I've told you, like, he may be a genius, but he can't polish a turd. He's a, <laughs> um, uh, anyway, yeah, Royal Scotsman won to Richmond, uh, Quite impressive. Mm. He ran well in the Coventry as well. Paul Coles always runs some of his nice horses. It won his, I think he won his maiden Newbury. Um, it's good to see him have a good one again. But I'm mm. not so sure. I'm not so sure on the Richmond form personally. Um, Chateau, I think, will be suited by the big, bigger field. He's, he's an ultra return of foot. He, he got me a nice little bit up at Beverly when he got in all sorts of trouble. But I think he wants trouble. He's running horses. I think if he sees too much daylight too soon, he can. Mm. a bit of interest, but. Um, what I like was uh, I was watching a few races earlier. I don't know if anyone knows who watched the pod on Tuesday. I stuck up Queen Me in the Lava today. She was rated about forty or something stupid, but she was just the way she won her maiden. There was there was other reasons with the family, and I just thought it might have been a bit of a plot job. And I was stuck up Spycatcher in the Acom last year, who was rated about fifty or sixty. He was a twenty at one shot, and he just failed to catch um, Thunderous, I think, that won the race, but. Kevin Ryan's got one in this called Chuzzlewick, number four. Um, if anyone saw his maiden race, he was backed off the balls. It was a seven to four shot. He missed a break. Um, no word of a lie, he must have missed it by about 10. And um, after three furlongs, he was back on an even kill in the middle of the field. He must have used up a hell of a lot, hell of, a lot of energy. And coming to the furlong mark, he was challenging. And then he just sort of, he tired late. But then the last sort of 100 yards, he started running on again. He was only beaten about a length, two lengths. I think 18 to one, 20 to one, I'm seeing. I think. This horse could be a hell of a lot better than a rating of 80. Um, there's a few of these who've got multiple runners. He's got, he's got obviously got Chase the Paddy as well, hasn't he? Um, Catch the Paddy. Catch the Paddy, yeah, Chase the Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, anyone that's watching, if they get a chance to, to watch Chuzzlewitch run at uh, Red Car, have a look. I think he's. I think he could be a bit of a flying ointment in this race. I think twenty one is a big price. I think he's a lot better than what what we've seen. Where is he? Twenties. He's been well. He's been well backed. Has he? Okay. He's been well backed seemingly this evening. I suppose they wouldn't be running. They could have ran him in the maiden. That's on later this week, couldn't they? So yeah. Uh, best. Oh yeah, he is. He's twenty two. So he's just, he's as short as twelve. Isn't it? Fucking taking twelves on a. Forced to finish fifth at Red I didn't take the forties practice. yesterday, to be honest. With you. I didn't start looking at the race until today, but it was forties yesterday. But um, remember to shop around, everybody. If he breaks, yeah. if he breaks on terms, like I don't think this is, I don't think this is incredible, an incredible field, you know. Mm. Um, I think clear points worth a mention as well. He showed a good turn of foot twice. Um, far he's good with some of his two-year-olds, obviously same colours as uh, Perfect Power from last season. Um, Clear probably probably be, probably be my second in, but they like Chazzle Wick. Same sire as well there. That's what uh, Steve, our dad. Oh. Clear okay, Chazzle Wick for Steve. Um, Andy, who would your selection be in the gym crack? Well, it all evolves, revolves around Royal Scotsman, in my opinion. He's 
easily the best form in the book, but he does have that three pound penalty to contend with, and it, it, I don't think it got dramatized out today. More, I think that was more so the trip in the lower. Definitely. Uh, but she was well beat. But they should have kept her to five. But the pattern doesn't cater for five furlong horses. But as we said this last week, yeah. And look, I, I still, I'm all get into that again. But it, it just annoys me. Um, look, I will Royal Scotsman be good enough to give away three pounds? Here is the question, and you're getting hundred to thirty on whether he he does or not, and he's. Look, he, you could make an argument he should be a lot shorter on that form because it is he's coming from a reliable source of form. Shatu is three pound or three lengths to find him now. He does have a three pound swing and Mar or not Marshman, sorry, waiting all night has a similar enough distance to find him on the basis of the Coventry run um, and their placings. Now he's forty or fifty to one. He's well experienced horse at this stage, possibly a little exposed. But if you get a big, if you get a, quite a, a relentless pace on here, nothing. I, I could see waiting all night traveling into this race. I could see them trying to pick up the pieces with them and um, like sitting stone last and try and just come through beating horses. I'm not saying he's going to win, but the way the race is going to pan out, a very, very quick six furlongs at York, I wouldn't be surprised if he picked up some pieces and maybe ran into the frame like a remote third or a remote second behind an impressive winner. Um, that could be Royal Scotsman. It could be even Chateau if he if he um if he goes oh, forward, um. But and then you have that Marshman. Now I love horses that win under penalties, um, and an eight and a half length win at Thursk, um, recording RPR of one hundred three at Thursk is fucking madness. <laughs> I don't know that, that. I think that's probably ever been done before, um. Look, it's, you would probably be questioning the form doing it at a at a track like Tursk, and I know that's unbelievably disrespectful thing to say about the track and maybe the race. But look, it's probably it is what it is, I suppose. But three to one now into the into the gym crack only a week later, it's it's probably a big ask. Um, I would take a chance that they go an irresponsible gallop and waiting all night picks up some pieces and runs into the frame I'd, I'd actually be happy to back him at 33 or 40 to one with the hopes that he finishes in the top three then back anything to win the race because you can make a case for a lot of horses here but i think if they run him with a aim to finishing in the top three and um, i think there's a good chance that could happen mm, could this be a reverse tricast or something andy yeah well you could yeah you could say if you want to just stick on that form as a whole um Royal Scotsman Chateau and and waiting all night. If you think Royal Scotsman's that good, um it, it, like penalties, as I say, get good horses beaten. So but if you back the horse that are behind them that are having a, a swing in the weights and could be improving quicker than them or just as quick as them, they're probably like Chateau and, and Waiting All Night are probably the value here. Mm -hmm. Um and that's just the way I'd I'd see two year old races, even novice hurdles, novice chases three-year-old any any race where a horse has to contend with a penalty usually um and i think waiting all night has good form in the book possibly vulnerable for win purposes but he's a 33 or 40 to one shot it's not like he's 10 to one so if you finish if he finishes second or third you'd be picking up a nice payday and i think there's a good chance he could fall into the places if they if they go too quick here which i think there's a good chance of that happening shadow must be nine to four now is he You'd probably think, yeah, he's, he's 12. So yeah, I think he's 12, 16. So. I started talking, he went to 12. Now I'm mm. going for him as well. I think, oh, well, I'm going for the other one. I'm going waiting all night's bigger price. 
but I, I have I have like it le- it lead it leans into your argument as well. Um, and look, if I uh, th- this is a just on a slightly off topic, um, like the champion stakes obviously received the Irish champion stakes possibly received a boost with Boyd. Like they're suggesting they could go to Leopard Sound, which would be yeah. fantastic. But if if you like there, put it in the comments. Yeah. there we are. If Naval Power, who absolutely trounced waiting all night at Ascot, um, really really impressive. Uh, son of Tiafilio, I think Charlie Appleby trains him. If he took on Little Big Bear in the national stakes, that would be some barn burner as well. And that would possibly be the race of the weekend as well at the Curra. Um, so Irish Champions weekend is like potentially you'd have the Irish Champion stakes possibly with Bayed, which would be phenomenal. You'd have Little Big Bear versus Naval Crown. And you could even have an Irish ledger with Kiprios, Sonny Boy Liston. You know, you never know who could come over for that as well. Um, raise you who could be a very unexposed stare, like it would just be a f- fantastic weekend raising, um, just kind of getting outside of the outside of the points there. Well, um, no, exciting, exciting, exciting. Times. I'm excited, I'm coming over. I've never been over for Irish Champions weekend before, just, so I'm very excited. Just mm. to touch on I the enjoy it, like it's it's looking like it, it is because we said it the other night, it's consistently in the top five in the world, but you could be looking at similar to. Um, the the year that Mandora won it when you had Mind and Harzan found, mm. um, even the bad horses, even the, the the rags of the field were high quality that year. Um, yeah, you know, and it's a real international touch to it. Um, there's always yeah, the, races over for the Irish champion states. The French always yeah, they'll support it. Yeah, yeah, like they they've done really really well. The riders, like I think it it went nearly um. It was eight or nine years without an Irish winner. Ten, yeah, ten years or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Kate Blanco was the last winner until Magical. Magical, Kate. magical. Yeah. yeah, you know. So, um, it's it's always well supported by riders. But I, I um, was there Japanese runners in it before? I think Deirdre ran in the major. Deirdre, no, Deirdre ran in the. She I'm pretty the, sure she yeah. ran the Champion Stakes. Yeah. But like they had to, for them to come over a, a couple of French horses, um, mm. particularly. The, the pre the jockey club winner yeah it could be you know that that's that's a champion stakes we have to have a whole weekend for the champions <laughs> we don't we don't fucking have it on a national home track you know we have a whole weekend for them. right moving on <laughs> to our next race that we're going to cover <laughs> um which is the 335 tomorrow the Coolmore Wood and Bassett non Trivia question here. What race at oh, the yeah. York? What no, what race at the York well the Judmont International meeting? Or the Ebor meeting, I suppose. What race did Wooden Bassett win at this meeting? He won the Acre more the Jim Crack, wasn't it? No. Oh, he won the sales race. He won the sales race. He won the sales race. Yeah, the yeah. sales race has won today. Yeah, there you First go. Look what he is now. Yeah. Yes, he won the big pot. Oh, Andy, do we need to um, do we need to mention your game from yesterday? Oh, from Bayed. Yeah, yeah oh, everybody... oh, should, I probably should have mentioned that at the top of the show. I completely forgot. Yeah, as well, well yeah, we many, seem to have to a, quite a few people commenting in about Bayed at the moment. So right. maybe we should uh, we'll introduce the game and then everybody can comment in with their with their answers to see if yeah. we can get to four, 14, well, wasn't it? You guys know the answer because you could just scroll up in the chat, so you'll all have to shut up. But the big <laughs> question is, um, 
I don't know if Chris can send bear mats from the Isle of Wight. That's the only problem. But uh, we'll, we'll fight. We'll probably get some prize out for One bear mat. One singular one bear, bear mat. Yeah, one singular. I, 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 another I still starter. Don't any bear mats. Uh, so good luck to the <laughs> listeners. <because laughs> <I'll try laughs> good job. <laughs> and um, an under starter order bill bear mat. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, how many individual group one winners has Boyd beaten in his career? Is the trivia question. Or do we say how many and and then it's just to name them? How many individual ones? Well, if you can name them, if you want to if you want to go back to all the form and name them, go ahead. But how many individual now just for a reference, I'll, yeah, I'll give you a little spoiler here. He he beat Mishriff, right? Uh, so there's <laughs> one. But let's say he beats the same horse twice, that doesn't count. It has to be yeah. individual group one winners. So only if you see the horse come up once, that's it. If you see a horse come up twice, it still only counts as one. So, how many individual Group One winners has Boyd beaten in his career? Nope. Damon Clark responds with eight, and that's incorrect. Eight is incorrect. Keep anyway. keep uh, keep commenting in with the guesses, everybody, and um, mm-hmm. if you can name them, then we'll be very very impressed. <laughs> so, yeah. and it's just um just five me of arm, but um, IR Seven from Twitter said they they're gonna give away again passes for the Champions weekend. Absolutely promised me that. He said, fuck this, I'm only just messing with the Clebegan tickets and that. But I'm going to give away passes for the Saturday and the Sunday, particularly for people who want to travel over from Britain. It absolutely promised me. So we'll probably have them in the next couple of weeks to raffle off on the show. And I suppose he'll definitely give the one to the person who gets all the 14 here. Okay. <laughs> 45 we're, get, we're getting closer Damon you're getting closer you're getting closer <laughs> Shifty Lad says five um right let's introduce the the next race that we're going through we thought you know we've only got five races to go through and we've been here 45 minutes we've only covered two that's good isn't that's it? not like us um so on to the Nunthorpe now which everybody is very excited for I can I can just feel it um head of the market we have royal acclaim at two to one there's then platinum queen is best price of nine to two the supplemented two-year-old from the richard fahi yard highfield princess is around 17 to two uh we've also got cardem at 10s flotus is 12s Russell 14s emirati anna at 16s last uh last year's winner Winter Power was that? Was she last year's winner? That's yeah, right. Um, she is twenty-two to one in stall five, and it's bigger. The rest, Dragon Symbol, is is also in there. Um, so, Steve, what do you think about um, what do you think about the Platinum Queen, the two-year-old form going into the Nunthorpe? I've always liked two-year-olds in this race, and like the weight allowance is just huge. It's huge, and it's like, why would you? Not, why would more not do it? It's just, um, yeah. Oh <laughs> because not many win it, <laughs> or is that because not many do it? Shake Albert, they won it. Uh, Paris House when Jack Brace trained was second. There was loads back in the day, like twenty odd years ago. And uh, K- Kingsgate Native, you probably remember, it was Chevy Park. He was second for John Best. They're always going to be in the frame just because of the allowance. And you talked about horses that are running some of the TR race at Royal Ascot, where. Which are speed tests anyway, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? So if you then get the best part of two stone, it's got to be a massive advantage. Um, 
I've not seen much of Platinum. I've obviously read up on the style of her win. She sort of uh, goes off, goes off like a bit of a bullet. Travels well and sort of puts the race to bed. And one eased up a couple of times. Um, I think this is a poor renewal by all means. Like, it's, like I think lots of people are with you there, Steve. A really poor renewal. Like, what's happened to Amaratiana and Winterpad? They're both like one won the, the Haydock race last year, then one won this race last year. It's just. It just ducks eggs, ducks eggs after ducks eggs, isn't it? After their mm. fall. It's just, um, I think with the power is a car specialist, though. You know, so do I. You know, I, yeah, I it, that's what I'm saying. They, they, and they, they, they always come back on one run, one run blinder a year, don't they? But yeah, I was even looking at New York City. He's debuting early in the year in Ireland. Was it a nice or something like that? He, um, he beat the horse of Joe Lines that was highly taxed. No, he was second to Twilight, yeah. Sacred yeah, Bridge or something like that. Um, straight answer, was it? Straight answer, yeah. I thought he was almost to follow anyway, but I think he's an interesting runner at 50s. Like, he's, he seems to have tailed off a little bit, but on his early season form, he looked really, really quick. I just think this is all a race full of exposed animals. Like The favourite part, who I didn't really know too much about, I was saying like, because early in the year when I was away and I didn't see him run, but he seems to win races very easy. And James takes had a couple of sprints. He had one on his one last year that uh, was really fragile, knew something that one on Guinea's day then got injured. It was sort of a, a tale of his sort of career. Win one, get injured, then come back. And you were sort of that floater's deck, weren't you, a couple of weeks ago as a possible. Yeah, yeah. Card Dem, I've lost absolute fortunes on him. I said, he, I said he wanted to step up and trip, but I stopped backing him. He's gone on one, two on the spin. Uh, oh, was we've about. all got those, Steve. Raza was rated about 50 a month ago. Well, I, he's just fair play to him. He's just, uh, gone up the ratings like, amazingly, really. The races he's won. Dragon Symbol, he's an old favourite in the, for the programme, isn't he? Um, consistent. Got his win last time out. He's a 25 to 1 shot. On picks of his form last year with Campanel and all things like that, you give him a squeak. Like anything could come out and run to their best that they've done, in they'd have a squeak. But I just, I think Platinum Queen was, he's nine to two now. He was sort of backed into about five to two yesterday. And I was thinking there was a bit of confidence behind it. But now, now it's drifted out. I think it would probably be my bet. I don't, I don't think it'll be out the first two in the betting. As boring as that is, I think they look, they look miles clear on current form. Mm-hmm. I'd say anything can come out of the field to run to its previous best could shock. But you take your chance, you're going to get a nice price on some of them. But I think it's between the top two in the market. And, I think Platinum Queen getting the best part of a stone in three quarters would be my bet. I think um, I think for me, when you look at a field like this, and you you do have the Platinum Queen in it, and like you've like you've just said, you know, you you look at these two year olds, and especially if it's won him so impressively earlier on in the season, you think they've got to go for races like this because of the weight allowance. Yeah, I'm um, sure it's for the, the, the Queen Mary, see if there's anything untoward in the. Race, but it didn't seem to be. But yeah. it might be just the hustle and bustle, and only a second run. You know, Royal Ascot's it's like a bloody fishbowl, isn't it? You, some horses can take it, some horses just go under pressure. But mm. she was for me in this kind of situation. I just think if I, if if the Platinum Queen wins and I haven't backed her, and my only reason for not backing her is because she's a two-year-old, that's going to really annoy me. So I sort of feel like mm. compelled to back her, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I just had something as well. Sorry, Lauren. I just read up. It was the only time she's missed the break was Queen Mary. So that okay. That probably tells you a lot. 
yeah. she has to, she's a quick starter. Mm. Um, so my dad did some analysis of the of the sprint races um, yesterday. Um, at the looking at the draw, I think the draw could be quite important in these in these sprints at York. Um, so yesterday was the the two five furlong races were won from stall two and stall five, and the was six that furlong... due to pace though. Was that where the pace was drawn, or was that like the Yeah, um, and the six furlong was from stall five as well. Um, no, he actually didn't see much of the race. And I genuinely asked him, do you think it was a I draw? Can't, I can't think it was drawn. I love it. They had concentration over to the left, didn't they? Where normally they'd come down the middle. But, yeah. um, but, but based, if you know, if that is anything to look at, then the, the kind of key ones in the market, Royal Acclaim is drawn two. Um, Cardam is seven. Flotus four. Winter power is five. Uh, so if you know if we are looking at the the course form being so important for winter, although I mean we say we say that we think she might be a course specialist, but she's only run at York four times. One, two, she three. She won three of them though. Five times, sorry, what, and she's what, won. Uh, wait, one, two, three. Yeah, four, and she's won yeah. three of them. Yeah. yeah. And she, it was only the last day when Royal Acclaim won, but like she's probably. Yeah fed up racing now at this stage you know she's probably looking for the she's probably looking for a husband like you know <laughs> um, at this stage um but so who's your, who do you think your selection is then for for the for this nunthorpe deck me but it's not the favorite anyway like of course she, she is quite unexposed but you know the horse she beat the last day has been thumped twice like the last time I said this, she'd only been thumped once, she'd only been thumped again. And and the horse that was toured has been beaten twice and well beat one of those times. And she was what was it, Andy? She was two to one three weeks ago, and she's what she fifteen to eight. Now that tells you the story, I think. You know, because now that she's declared if she was that much of a good thing, she should be even money. Crossed up on the other's form. Do you know what I mean? You I know you've probably priced up more on the opposition's form. A lot of them are completely out of, out of the game at the moment. But oh no, but she she's won. What was it? A listed race the last day. But yeah, like I'm sure the field. Like you know. Yeah, no, we always pick out horses that finish second and third and running poor after. But sometimes it's the visual way the way that they beat them. You know, like yeah. it was worth more than the distance, wasn't it? I just think if she was that much of a good thing. In the last three weeks, she would have shortened, particularly when she was declared. But she's more or less the same price. Yeah, it's and not all the ladies who the tools have their money tied up when they could have been buying all sorts with it. They could have been gambling back in winners for the last three weeks with it. But they tied it up on the out that's the same fucking price. And I just think if she was that much of a good thing, the market would be speaking. Um, and it's not. And I don't think the form is all that. The Platinum Queen... Deteriorate all like she beat Union Cork, who I quite like. Um, and she was unlucky at nobody, she was, she was second last week, but she was well beaten. The, the Queen Mary Tad, um, like he, he won the King George at Goodwood. Is he's in good form, he's won the last two now. And you know, he, he eyeballed um Nature Strip in the King Stand as well, and he nearly beat him. Now, he's no jockey on them, but 
he was the only one to come out of the pack and actually give him a race, wasn't he? But if you go back a couple of years, he was eyeballing Blue Point and that <laughs> yeah, other bloody like, thing. His, his, his British form is quite good, and he's two from two this season in races that he had a jockey on. Um, <laughs> like he's, he's he definitely has a chance here. Um, Whitefield Princess, she won over six furlongs in in France. I'm not sure about five furlongs for Whitefield Princess. Um, it's by the way. Yeah, yeah, he gets it wrong as well, doesn't he? Brassel second in at Goodwood. Um, listed in Group Two wins this season. Absolutely deserves his chance here. Not without a chance in this field. Um, Emirati Anna struggling since his Group One win at Haydock last year. Um, Lazuli was was ninth at Goodwood. Um, was no ninth in the King Stand, wasn't he? He, he um he, he wasn't he wasn't be too far like Woodward. Dragon Symbol probably wants the six furlongs. There's two I like here, and it's the one you mentioned, Steve. Float is the other one I like is is Ebro River. Um Float is it, it, it was our first go at five furlongs in over the year. And she won a group she won a group three the last day and that was here. Uh she was toward in the Commonwealth Cup. I don't think she quite sees out the six strongly enough. I think coming back here is, is a good idea. And um, the other, Ebro River, I just think is way overpriced. Won the Phoenix. I won't say too much. I'll, I'll let Andy speak a bit about Ebro River. But, um, one of this is based the last day. The price is, the price is wrong. It's way too big, in my opinion. Well, between the two of them for me. Okay. So, Andy, does that mean that you're you're interested in Ebro River? I thought you were going to talk to us about Acclam Express, to be honest. Uh, it's not sunny enough. Oh, Andy, I think you've... Have you muted yourself? Where are you? Why can't we hear you? No, you're not on mute. Can anybody else hear Andy? Oh. Hello. <laughs> Right, while we're waiting for Andy to sort his mic out, not he's got hasn't got a clue what's going on. You shut your laptop lid down, I think, did you? Maybe that's something to do with it. He just turned we'll his go, camera off, didn't he? Yeah. We'll go through the uh we'll go through some of the options some of the answers that came in for um for the horses that Baid, the group one horses that Baid has beaten. We've had, we had an eight, which soon went up to a forty five. Um Shifty lad said five. Oh, Andy's back in. Andy's back in. Hang on, let's see if we can hear him. The trouble is, if you run into QE2 at the end of the year and every bloody dog's there from God knows how many years, you're probably going to rack up about 20. Yeah, it could be up. Could really increase this number. Um, Brian McCann is going to sort us some prize mugs and then Shifty lad has called us a bunch of prize mugs. (laughs) (laughs) Could worse. No, Andy, <laughs> just log out of, just leave, restream, and then come back in because it, it happened. Mate, last he did. Andy did just do that. Yeah. Ah, uh, really? Ah. Uh. Well, I don't know. I'll carry on about Eva River then, will I? Yeah, you crack on if you want to. I don't think we've got any others. Oh, we had a, we had a fifteen. And somebody it's, was listening very carefully. Got the answer, haven't they? Somebody got it right. Because I think both you and I well, did actually already tell everybody the answer is 14. It was so, a good lay last year in the Lagadera, um, Ebro River. He won the, uh, the Irish race and they 
He won the Phoenix Day. He was a proper yeah. six furlong horse. They were stupidly put him in the mile race on yeah, day where he was never going to stay. And he was like a six to four shot when we done the pod. And they did the Phoenix Day was what? Who was it? Like Goldberg's Gold was behind him. Yeah, who won a quarter of the last day. Um, Doctor Zem might have been in there. Who's they bring it on to him? But maybe mm-hmm. a, a difficult one to place. Look, he, he's won the list race the last day. Um, what did they put blinkers on him? Didn't they? And it seems to have um uh yes, blink first yeah, time blinkers, they, yeah. Yeah, they put blinkers on him and it seems to have um transformed him. But look, the form is there, he's capable, he's capable on the curl run. They stepped him up to seven, then it, what was it? The national he ran the national stakes, did he? Yeah, it was a national stakes in the leg of there, I think. But, um, yeah, oh, that's right. It was the national stakes where he, he was he was anti post favourite, it was ridiculous uh, against Native Trail and um Point yeah, but that, that's because he he had won the the Phoenix Stakes. Yeah. Now, Goldberg's bout won the last day. Like the farmers, you can look through the farmer find it decent enough. You know, he's a big big price. I think he's way overpriced, and he's still not. I don't know what's happened to you, Andy. Uh, I don't, anyway, have you did, are you done with Ebro River? Yeah. Well. I, I, do, am I done? Do I have to keep talking about him until Andy comes back? We're, we have <laughs> Look, to do that professional it, thing where something goes wrong and you've got to fill. You know, it's silks are grey or silver or something like that. It's a maroon cap. <laughs> He's a horse who's got four legs. He can't work a computer. What the fuck's the matter with him? Any better, <laughs> any better now? There he is. Yeah, I don't know. My microphone just... I don't know. It just does. You're all crazy now. It kill, yeah, no, that's, there's not a lot I can do about that. Like My microphone just won't work, so... I'll try and we fix it in a minute, but you can, you can hear me, but it's going to be a lot worse because I had to, I changed the jack thing, but what can you do? Um, anyway, I'm just are you, introducing you to talk about Aklam Express. Oh, he needs the sun on his back. He needs the Dubai <laughs> sun on his back. Um, yeah, he's a moody little fecker. He is now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I was confident him in a Goodwood. Anytime I get confident in him, he just... Um, yeah, no, he, yeah, he just... <laughs> he goes and finishes like eight beating six and a half lengths by you know yeah he just goes and bees at Glam Express I suppose um yeah I look I think you you lads probably did speak about Ebro River while I was trying to sign back in there um yeah look he won the Phoenix Stakes uh he's coming back in trip but sprinters can be a creature of habit um the the problem the thing about sprinters is they can just get into a rich vein of form. And we saw it last year with Emiratiana. We've seen it in the past. Lazuli got into a rich, uh, got, got into quite a streak there. Um, like when sprinters start winning, they just, you never know where they could really finish. Um, and that's maybe why, maybe that's why there's so much excitement behind Royal Acclaim, who's tree from tree. But you could kind of, you could garner similar excitement about Kadem, who's in career best form, but is still a nine to one shot and probably the worst known thought that's been run the last 20 years. Um, you could possibly make it about Highfield Princess, but Tone de Barone be her over five furlongs in, in handicap company in the winter. Um, and all her best form is over further. Flotus, uh, the lads were saying that she doesn't quite see out the six. I fully agree with that. I think this is going to really, really sue her. And I don't think she's going to be far away either. Um, and it is, it's cool to see the Platinum Queen taking her chance. And if she could run to her mark, she'd be really hard to beat off eight stone two. She's rated 106. Um, and that would probably see her home here, but uh, dramatized, I suppose, like 
deck was set I, I was trying to cut, cut the queen mary some slack and it is it's not looking like a great race i suppose now um after what dramatized did but she'd be with a chance but i wouldn't be dare taking three to one about her um even dragon symbol back to form last time out is quite interesting because as i said sprinters can just turn on a dime uh, but for me, I, the ones I liked were Kadem and Ebro River, just because they're on winning streaks and we know what they can do. And their absolute peak form is not a million miles off what would be required here. And at the prices, I think Ebro River is too big to ignore. Um, if Kadem continues his winning streak, he'd probably be placed as well. But I'd take a chance on Ebro River at a big price here. I, I You know, he, he won at the Curra. Obviously, all his best form is over six, but he'll have a pace to aim at. Um, he's got his head in front, and you just never know what could happen with sprinters from there. Okay, thanks, Andy. Good selection there for everybody as well to get stuck into. Um, okay, let's move on to Saturday's races then. And the next race we are going to cover is the three o'clock, the Sky Bet City of York Stakes, which is a group two over seven furlongs. Dex's oh, favorite. Sure <laughs> Top at uh, heading the market, we have Sacred for Chibley Park Stud, who is around nine to two. Sandrine is next for the Andrew Balding team again at nine to two. Kinross is in there for Rafe Beckett around at eleven to two. There's then Alsa Hale and Rohan both at sevens. Jumby after that last time out win is at nine to one, and then Brad the Brief is tenth, and it is bigger the rest. Um, Deck, as you love a seven furlong race so much, it's only fair that we let you kick us off for this one. I'd yeah. say, like we were only joking last week, you know, but it's 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 not that long since we oh, we weren't joking before. You know, we talked about Jumbo and po, Jumby and Pogo, and they ran last week, and and um, what was it the Hungerford? In a, um, in a seven, literally in a seven furlong group too. Yeah, in the Hungerford, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not that long since the Lennox and oh Jesus, I don't, I don't and the, the park, the park stakes at Donny's not even a month away now, and that's right. a seven furlong group too. <laughs> Look, uh, Andy will, have, will probably have a bit of a rant about the schedule, but uh, it's, not it's, anymore. It's, I'm done with it. Like they're, they're fucking second class citizens, these lads, aren't they? Like, Jesus. I. I don't know. I think Brad Debrief is, is like he won the Greenlands over six, which was a bit of a surprise when he did. Um, it was certainly a surprise to me. This could suit him. I thought he hit the line well that day. Um, I don't have an awful lot of interest here. I fucking hate all these horses. I'd probably go for Dr. Zem's way too big, 33 to 1. Um, he's a good bit off order of Australia. What would order of Australia do in this race? Yeah, he wouldn't be many miles off. Do you not think he's winning? Do you not think he's demolished them? He's a bit of class about him, I suppose. Yeah, I just don't like, like Dr. Sam. He, he, he's, he's not. No, what do you think Order of Australia would do? I mean, um, no, no, look, yeah, like on his Breeders' Cup mile form, I don't even think his minstrel form, like that's not that strong a race. That was a piece of work from Um yeah. yeah, look, on his group one, like he wasn't beaten far by by E last year in France, no. and he ran well in the. Uh, Jacques Lamarrow this year, yeah. I suppose he, he wouldn't be, he'd probably his, win his it. Yeah, his debut over the mile was decent this year, and he won. He's a seven furlong horse. I think he fucking smashed his, but he's he's just a court, he, he's a court above them, so he runs in. Yeah, know, but they've, they've turned him into Lancaster Bomber, haven't they? Yeah, like he, he because he's 
he's knocking on the door of being a group one miler. So he runs in the races, but he's is he a seven four long fleshy? I think he fucking smash all these over. Um but Dr. Zem, like he was way off Australia, order of Australia at this trip. But I think he you know, his form left handed is he's two wins at Leopardstown anyway. Um I, I think he might like this. I think he's way too big to ignore here. Jumby ran last week and won. He was entitled, you know, he's in, probably entitled to go close if he recovered. That was stepping out of handicap company. Um Pogo was fifth last week. Still, you're probably gonna make a good argument there that he needs a rail. Like, is he we've seen them come down the middle at York a lot in recent years, but I, I could grab the rail, couldn't they? Like the lava today they went that side, didn't they? But yeah, like you know, I think they might get the rail tomorrow, but yeah. um it'd make him interesting, I guess. He maybe he's had too much racing, he's he's had a lot of quick runs, hasn't he? Yeah, look. Yeah, he has. Like he's gone to the mall, hasn't he? He ran ran the Lennox, he ran last week and then he put this is his thing, isn't it? He waits all yeah, the year and then yeah, that every week. For the yard. Yeah, he's just limbering up. He's up and down the touchline all season. He's put me on, boss, put me on, and then the fucking four races come up and he's he has to go to them. They're the only races for him, so he has to run in the mall. Um Sandrian, like you could go, you could say she's running the group ones and her form is is probably the best, but you know, you know, we we've been kicking that three year old farm around. She was toward in the Falmouth. Um she was a neck ahead of Pogo or Goodwood. I don't know what price is she's probably underpriced. Nine to two. What? Nine to two, Sandrine. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably not bad. Look, Dr. Zend, I think, is thirty three to one. He's a horse who he's probably just not consistent enough, but his form at Leopardstown is quite oh. good. And he does show, he's always shown, even from his debut, flashes of being a really good horse. And it was to show that tomorrow, he's just way too big, and or Saturday. Um, and, you know, it's a race I've no interest in, and I, if I was going to have... Don't care, move on. I'd probably go for the 33 to one shot who's shown flashes of brilliance. That's all you have to do, you know, but you have to show the flash of brilliance for four fucking weeks in a row. <laughs> so uh just give us a quick one word answer to Simon's question at the bottom of the screen then, Dick. Oh, what was that? Do you think the UK should have yeah, no, there should be I, one I don't think they should be fucking in the group? I don't I don't think they, they deserve a group one. They're seven four long horses because they're not good enough to be group one horse. I said one word. If you're good enough to be a group one horse, you have to pace for six four longs or you you stay the mile. You've only got his opinion on the Ryanair to ask him a question this like that. It's like the fucking Ryanair. You can't just hand out these group ones. Look, you you get away with it over jumps because they're all gelded. But you can't be handing out fucking group ones to fellas who have balls. Like, you can't all go to stud. You can't have every fucking horse in stud. Like, less group ones, stop sending them to stud. Stradivarius doesn't want to go to stud. Get them over fucking timber then. Yeah, it's uh, no, he's right. Like, it's if if any of the seven furlong group races that are coming up in the next month or that we're in the middle of it, uh, it's the city of York that would be the group one because they put up like the winner gets 226,000 pounds. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, he has it. Um, like this, this race actually puts up group one level prize money for for your in European standards, but um, Mm. and and Jumby isn't penalized either. For his group two win literally last week. 
So it basically is a group one, uh, unless you've won a group one. But if you're a seven furlong horse, you will not have won a group one. And if you won the foray, you're probably either a filly or mare, and you're or you're retired. So, um, you know, it wouldn't be um. Yeah, no, this basically, it may as well be a group one because Jumbi isn't penalised. So is no. Jumbi one that you're interested in then, Andy? Well, he's shown he's a group, I suppose, he has shown he's a group two horse somehow uh, after getting beaten in handicap, having to, having to, you know, he got the shit kicked out of him in a handicap and then goes, <laughs> and wins, goes and wins a group two. Um, yeah, like it's it's that just tells you all you need to know about the distance, really. Um like it's absolutely there's not a whole lot between them and um, the big question is he's been a busy boy this year jumby and this race is only a week later and it's probably a hotter race because if you have a proper proper seven furlong horse you're not going to run the hungerford you're going to wait here and try and scoop yeah. the two hundred twenty six thousand pounds he's uncompensated um, though isn't he which is a lot of these are not oh, uncompensated. a lot yeah. of these need have to have certain mm. things to run at their peak yeah no you're absolutely right there steve he's as honest and He's as honest as the day is long, and I know he, he did hang to his left in the uh, Bunbury Cup, but I think that was more to circumstances. Like I think there was just no horse on his left hand side, and there was horses on his left, and he just wanted company. I don't think I think that was almost like a herd instinct more than uh, a behavioural thing. So no, I'd agree with that. Um, Rohan coming up to six furlongs, the way he won the Wokingham, um, would suggest that he would be good enough for this this particular race now the big question is does he want seven furlongs he tends to be a slow starter but he travels nicely he relaxes um he was only beaten a length by highfield princess over six and a half last time out and he was staying on was, uh, yeah. so if that race hasn't taken a lot out of him he is the obvious pick here he is by far and away the most obvious pick here um and he, is the track. Yeah, he'd yeah, the the track and maybe the ground could be quick. Um, he has to weed through beating horses and be brought. You can like they can fan out over seven, especially in the city of York. They can sometimes go up that far rail as well. So yeah, if the ground changes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The ground changes. I wouldn't have any problem with that. I think he'd be one of the better bets of the weekend, actually, if that group one hasn't mm. taken a lot out of him. I really would. Like, I don't think he's a hell of a lot to find on the on his woking on win and his and as um, Morris de Geest, it was the Morris de Geest, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's um, respectable, wasn't he? In that level, yeah, I'd absolutely say he's worth a try at seven furlongs, and he's a you know, he's a proper horse, so yeah, it, it would be Rohan for me. Mm. Um, I'm just having a look through his, his form, he has he has been over seven furlongs a few times, to be fair to him. Mm. Um, the, As a younger horse, yeah, but like I think he Yeah, and then he was he went to Riyadh um in what they what they call a turf sprint, but it is seven furlongs. Mm. Um that was February this year. He was seven. A, a sprint it a, a seven furlongs is known as a sprint though everywhere except Europe. It's a sprint in Australia, it's a sprint in in um as you said there in Abu Dhabi or fucking Sandland or whatever, and then uh in the US nothing in Europe though yeah and like, uh, the US like the the Philly Emerit sprint on the dirt at Breeders Cup um is usually over seven furlongs. Yeah but in those in those countries they've nine furlong races. Ah yeah sure we have the odd nine furlong race. Yeah, nine furlong group races in those countries. Chris, Chris only gambles on nine furlong races at Wolverhampton. Yeah but they've nine furlong group races like it's it's just 
It is. That's a handicap, though. It's a handicap. Right, yeah. group races. There's the airfield stakes on the. That's at Newmarket, and then there's oh no, the airfields Leopard Sound. There's there's one. Um, there is a group race over nine at Newmarket at the start of the season. I remember Intello winning it. Um, why is there? Why is there loads of seven four line handicaps? Just because it's one of those kind of funny distances. Because they're not good enough. Because that's where they end up. They're not good enough to run over the classic distances. Ah, yeah, but if it's a handicap, who cares? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's loads of them because that's where you fall into. Yeah, it's it's another race for the bookies to be raking in money on, I guess. Probably one of those. That's probably a fair enough reason in this country, anyway. Uh, Steve, who is your selection? Yeah, I quite like these races. <laughs> Believe it or not. Come on, Steve. I had to talk about Jambi. I wasn't really looking at Jambi. But the more I think about it, sort of, it is uncomplicated. And a lot of these do need things to drop right. Like, Sacred is probably one of my favourite horses in training. She's done me a few good turns. But you see at Goodwood where she was dropped out, like, at Goodwood you can't be dropped out too far after pace because you just don't come back to... You yeah. don't come back to win the speed test. She ended up four or five lengths off from two, two out, and she could never get there. She got to within about a length, and that was it. But uh, Kim Ross is another one. He likes to weave through, beating horses. Um, he probably likes a bit of juice in the ground as well. I think Sandrine won was probably worth more than the winning distance last time in that race because I sort of pointed out that she was up in the van in the in the coronation, also the race where in Spiral blew out at Newmarket. What was it? The Falmouth, was it? But um, she travelled like a dream at Google, but she had so much daylight. I didn't think she was going to last home. And she just sort of she just sort of held on at the end. I think another half a furlong Pogo probably would have come back and chinned a pair of them, her and Kim Ross. But um, I think Sandrine gets a bit of cover in this race. Like She was a good two-year-old with a good turn of foot, and she's sort of been up in the van the last three races. And I think the fact she was dropped from... I made the point last time that she was dropping a furlong from a mile was key to her. And I think... This probably is her trip now, but I think if she's covered up and ridden like a good horse, I think she'll pick these up late. And um, and the reason I'm sort of going against Sacred is I think if, if there is a bit of juice in the ground, they've always said she likes fast ground, and I also think she's better fresh. She's running the running the Diamond Jubilee, then run at Glorious Goodwood. I just wonder whether this might come a little bit too quick for her. And um, Rowan, I've already said, I think Rowan, I think he needs a bigger field. I think he needs to come through beating horses. Uh, Ryan, Ryan was saying that after the Woken, he doesn't really want to give him the sticks. I don't think he thinks he likes it that much. But if it, if I did get if they get bunched up in a in a tight pack and he was still travelling the furlong, he could weave through. But I just think York, you're gonna have too much open space for an horse like him. I think Ascot, that's his that's his track, which is proven. And um, blue for you did it nicely today in the mile handicap though. He did, yeah. Oh, back to Escobar, so I don't want to talk about it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Another, another unlucky story for Escobar. And in fairness, actually, he actually hit the front. It, it was the opposite. Well, Kirby the could have shut the door and he didn't. That's what, yeah, that's but what you're, you're not going to shut the door on your, your own trainer. He probably knew damn well. Yeah. I, I, know, I, I know exactly. I, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, Just take a pull and wait a minute. Just once, yeah. once he went, the gap was there. So he was always going to get yeah. up on it. But 25 exactly, to one, yeah. yeah. I didn't even back it each way, but uh, yeah, I think if Sandrine's covered up, uh, I think she'd just about be good enough for this. It's an open race, but yeah, she'd she'd carry my small change. 
Okay. Sandrine for Steve. Uh, Rohan, is it for you, Andy? Yeah, quietly confident. Yeah. Okay. And was yours Brad the Brief deck? Dr. Zemp. This fella was a sprinter who did, tried to turn into a moiler. This is where he ends up. This is gig. Yeah. He wouldn't get the moil in the back of a horse box, Dr. Zemp, but the seven furlongs is perfect. Oh, oh, I, I haven't heard that one. Look, it was he won two or three of them at Leopardstown. Yeah, he's won a few. Yeah, yeah. He won a Guineas Lovely. trial over seven. Then tried the Guineas yeah. and I oh, know he didn't. He tried. He tried it. He didn't even try the Guineas. I don't think he tried. Great guys last year, wouldn't they? With Castle Star and um, what was the other yeah. thing? Go Bears. Got him good races last year. He contested. Yeah. Ebro River. Ebro River. Um. Are we still doing the uh, the the pets thing? Is is the pets thing still going? Because my yeah, uh, you got one there. Show us. My petite Coco has just come in to join us. She's just cleaning uh, her paws before she gets involved. Who does she <laughs> fancy for the bar? Well, let's get on to it, shall we? Uh, this is what we're all here for. Andy, really sorry that you can't be joining us this year, but I know, I know. You're, you're very keen to get over for it. Did you manage to get any anti-post bets on for yeah, it this year? My anti-post selection is currently sitting in the stable in Joseph O'Brien's yard. Are you still right? looking at that? Okay, are you still commenting on your own tweet there? Right? About how no, no. Yeah, what I was, I said, actually, I don't even think he won the group three. It's like, he won the group three, but he's not actually yeah. entered for the A-bar anymore. <laughs> he's, you know, I've, I'm going to change it now. He's going to win the G-Long Cup down in Australia. <laughs> I swear, you, you laugh at that now, but he will. Um, I would imagine after Irish Champions Weekend is the latest usually. So he'd be, he'd be going down. He might have one more race. He might run in the what's it called? Going to the Irish Ledger, isn't he? He could go to the Irish Ledger, but there's a group three over a mile and a half at Leopardstown. I can't remember the name, but Kamora won it last year, and it's it's the race usually after the Champion it's Stakes. The race that Tiger Moth won. The race that Tiger Moth won, I say, run there. Yeah, John Kennedy won it as well. Remember the year long? He did, yes, and yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a. I say Green that's Eagle the won it. Yeah, there you go. So you, you, you know everyone that won it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one. You know the yeah. one. It's usually a good race, actually. In fairness, um, yeah. So oh, it's Ebor time. Uh, look, I it's, even it's Ebor time. We I, uh, I, I, let, I let me just. I know you're really excited. Let me just. You know, we do a little bit of intro before we before I let you speak about it. So I'll just hey, introduce Rose. the race first, if you don't mind, Andy. Sure. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I do mind, Lauren. I do. <laughs> it's not really a handicap. It's just a group three over a mile and six, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, not really worth half a million quid's class. Yeah, it's, it's not just a, just a handicap. It's a heritage handicap. It's like they're basically carrying penalties. Yeah, it's dead. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, it's what we're all here for. It's what the you week is named after. This year. Yeah, six hundred grand to the winner. Yeah. To the, yeah, six hundred grand pot there. Yeah. You was a spoof in the world over there in Britain. He's a fucking spoof in the world. The Irish is out of it. What's that? Two miles, mm. and it's worth more. Just what the fuck are you running? This is a prep for the Irish is out of it. Let Laurie introduce the race. So this is so we've got the prep for the Irish Zarevich coming up at 3.35 on Saturday. <laughs> over one mile and six. Stopping your horse in the e-bar for the Irish That's where Britain is at these days. 
Here we go. There. there we go. This is good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. he's that way. <laughs> Look at him. He's carrying on and we've got him on mute. Don't worry, everybody. I'll uh, we'll keep him contained. Um, so, one more six. £300,000 to the winner. We have a max field of 22 runners. And the top, well, is it? Now, I've done some fiddling with my um, racing post screen that I'm looking at because I, I look at the stats for races like these and like I do for the Grand National and the Cesarevich and those sort of <laughs> those sorts of things. So I've got a note in my phone that, well, a reminder that buzzes up at every, you know, this time every year. And it says that the most important thing, which I actually think is perhaps a little bit outdated now as time goes on, is to back weight in the Ebor, which is, unless it, it says lower than nine stone four, now, I think you probably have to give that a little bit of an allowance these days because this was this reminder was probably first written back in about 2015. Um, but with weights going up and up, I think you probably have to, you know, add a few pounds onto that. So let's let's take into account lower than maybe nine eight or so. Anything lower than nine eight? Oh, yeah, there's loads, there's stacks here. There are, yep. Because I've, I'm, I'll, I'll go through them in a minute. Um, Why is top weight actually? Why is top weight? So lower. Uh, what nine twelve. Uh, hundred twelve. Yeah, it's nine twelve. Nine twelve to nine eight. Is it? That's Nothing's one hundred nine stone since two thousand eleven. No, I've Lauren spoken nine eight. The bottom weight at the moment is nine two. There's two reserves at nine stone and eight thirteen respectively. But nine two is the bottom weight. Nine twelve is ten ten pounds spread. Mm. So the note technically says nine four, but I think you know we probably have to give a bit of an allowance in that. Double figure draw. Finished in the first two. Well, this one is quite important, I think. Finished in the first two on one of the last two starts and aged four or six. So when you break all of those things down, <laughs> I think it probably leaves you with quite a few still. I um, leave you with stacks, yeah. <laughs> So at top of the market, we've got Earl of Tyrone, who fits in with the weight and the having um, won, well, been in the first two. He's won his last three, so he definitely ticks the box of having been in the first two and one of his last two. He is a four-year-old, uh, although he's drawn an eight, so technically he has to go. <laughs> so next in the list is Akita Sushi, who is was second last time out, aged four, Nine stone eight, drawn 22. So that one can definitely stay. Um, next best price is Gassy at 17 to two. We've then got Ever Present and License, who are both 11 to one. Candleford is 12s. Alfred Butcher, who won, uh, was it yes? Yeah, yesterday, uh, is 14 to one. Is he French? The horse, I don't know. Boucher. <laughs> Boucher would be you'd say Boucher if he was French. Bobby he? Boucher, he, he wasn't French. Okay, well, Alfred, the uh, what did somebody somebody called him? Um, I called Asterian him Rooster Booster, but someone came, Asterian Falange, yeah, that's Class. that's great. Called him Booster. <laughs> I called him Rooster Booster, yeah, but Asterian Falange is so much better. Uh, John Leeper and Trollerman are 14s, and then top weight get shirty is. 16s and it is bigger the rest of the field 
So, Andy, while I carry on in the background and uh, and get down to base my selections purely on the stats, do you want to take us through the Ebor? Um, yeah, uh, I will. Why not? Um, gear up. <laughs> was my anti-post selection and he's still sitting in my he's still sitting in his box back at home <laughs> i at the start of the week i then pivoted to quick torn who decided to take on the the long distance cup you have you lost know. your yeah. yeah it's it's a definite you're doing a declan and selecting a yeah. load of non-runners yeah <laughs> Pissing against the wind from yeah, I, used me, I used to get me money back though because the declared <laughs> this done a lot of anti post. I actually haven't had a bit anti post. I actually had a little bit on a gear up anti post actually. Um but look, we we'll we'll make it back, don't worry. Um that, that's the spirit, isn't it? Um yeah, look, last year I really fancied Max Fager. Um and I, I thought it, I don't think he got the best of rides to be honest. He's beaten five lengths. Um but he, he met a lot of trouble in running and was absolutely flying at the finish. Now he's he's three pounds higher this year as a result of a group three win at Newbury. Um and that might scupper his chances. But this race definitely isn't as strong as last year. Um and it's only worth three hundred thousand to the winner now. This was a million pound yeah. race for like one or two years. Are they are they planning on getting back killed it? Yeah, are they, are they planning on getting it back to a million quid? Because this race was class. There's and it was a million quid. banks over there, and you want to put a million quid up for this. Yeah, race. stick a million quid. It, it was unbelievable. It's a man. fucking million pound race in the idiot. Ah, it was the best race of the whole oh, year. No, they can't quid. feed the fucking people, the population. And you want you to give the, a million the pound to the horses. Yeah, the government don't care about that. They just let them, let them have that. They give a fuck about that now. They just stick, <laughs> stick a million quid in the e-ball. We'll, stick we'll, a million we'll, quid in the e-ball. I will not feed a few more children. Yeah, let, <laughs> let Marcus Rasher take care of that. Yeah, um, that's his job. <laughs> Let's get this hashtag going. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, look, my usual, my system for the e when it was worth a hell of a lot of money is you usually find a horse that has the least amount of handicap experience and the most amount of group experience as a like let's say he's ran five or six times in group company maybe zero or one times in, in handicap company and you usually go with that you, you back the one that's off the least amount of weight because they're usually the both well treated um mustajir muntaha like for example like muntaha went off favorite for the ledger um the year before he won it and then he somehow went off about 20 to 1 for the ebor like not even a year later after going off favor for the for the for the ledger uh mustajir was running behind the likes of magical um and you know chair lines running them over 10 furlongs and stuck him up and trip for the ebor and he, he won it doing handstands um after for finishing four. yeah for jared prince he was very progressive i think he ended up winning group races after winning the um after winning the ebor um he ran in it. He ran in it. I think he was beaten by Search for a song. Um, he ran close, I think. Didn't he? Yeah, like Jerlines has done very similar. Yeah. Yeah, Jerlines done very similar with license. Um, very very inexperienced horse was second to Lafayette and only a second start in listed company. Was poor down in the Moors Bridge, and then was beaten five and three quarter lengths, but not given a very hard time behind gear up out of all horses um in the in the bally round stakes at leopard sound it was an eye-catching run uh cleveland and beamish or sorry the ship point to guinness beat him that day and you'd you would wonder now how much more there is to come from him because he's only he's rated 103 but he's only had four career starts and you just don't know dropping into a handicap 
after running against very experienced and, and very honest group horses, um, you, like you wouldn't know how much improvement may be there. Now, you people might see stall 19 and be kind of worried, but like Muntaha won this from stall 20 or 21, so it can yeah, be done. You want a double figure draw, say the mm. stats, that's a good thing. Yeah, it can be it can be done from a from a high draw. Uh, Steve's probably going to talk about John Leeper, who's probably had the handbrake on for the last two years and, and getting, getting ready for this race. <laughs> yeah, last year's Mars Award winner goes for Ebor Glory here, so that, that could be quite interesting. Um, and then yeah, Erla Tyrone has very good form, obviously beating raise uh, raise you um, now who probably got a, he got a fairly bad ride at Limerick, but he's been really progressive. He won the Ebor. Road to Ebor trial or handicap at the Curra before winning the listed race at um, Limerick, and he is probably deserving favour. Um, Okita Sushi is very interesting form. Um, he was again second to raise you on his seasonal reappearance, it was only his third start. On his fourth start, was uh, two lengths set, uh, thir- third to get shirty at um, at Ascot. Get shirty went on to win the old Newton Cup. And Cleveland was second, who went on to be second behind Gear Up in the in the group three at Leopardstown. And then he was second then in an amateurs race at Leopardstown. And you need to go back and watch that. It was a that was an absolute farce of the highest order. They let the uh, Shushan Warrior just go. Um yeah, no, it's it's actually it's kind of a disappointing renewal for me, to be honest. Um, but I would probably take um I, I think I would take license. Um, just because he's so unexposed and it's his handicap debut, and I love handicap debutants in race like this, especially when they're not um, up the high high in the weights. And Jair Lyons has won it before at Mustard Year, so I, I take license here. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, Andy, that he doesn't make the stats. I couldn't give a fuck about the stats. Don't worry, <laughs> don't need them. Don't need them. If you bring in three races, he he fits the stats absolutely perfectly. So, so, maybe we can... so what you're saying is, it's possible. Yeah, but the problem is, if they're if not, you want no, it, they're not stats; they're trends. And yeah. What, what trends do is you look at trends, right, and you go, right. No grey horse has ever won this race. And <laughs> you could have a race where the grey horse is twenty stone better than the rest of the field, and because you follow trends, trends you just rip them up and put them in the bin. They're not worth them <laughs> because you know if you go back far enough, you go, oh, it's possible for the grey horse to win this race. You know. It, it's just not it's just the last nine out of ten have done it but it's actually possible i wouldn't anything is possible in horse racing declan well, it's all possible <laughs> <laughs> well we'll be see when we get to killarney on saturday <laughs> if anything is possible Right, Steve, we're not keeping you, are we? Do you want to give, give us your selection? <laughs> no, not so no, just 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 listening and having a browse. Um <laughs> I'm not, obviously, Andy's covered a lot of the runners anyway. I don't know too Sorry. much about some of the Irish horses at the top of the market anyway, so I won't, I won't lie on that. But um, I backed John Lieber a few weeks ago. Listen, he's an absolute punt of an horse to trust. Him. <laughs> but there was a whisper flying around that he's, this has been the plan for a long there time. There was a whisper flying around he'd win the fucking derby. Let's <laughs> wait and see anyway. He's not even my main bet. But, um, Who won his derby? Fucking... Serpent, Serpentine, wasn't it? Come on, he beat Fancy Man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like the one I, I like a couple of the races. My main, I'm sorry, the main bit last, but I think Get Shirty, despite having top weight, he beat Cleveland at Royal Ascot relatively easy. He absolutely bolted up in the old Newton Cup after that. Um, and you think, like, we're sort of just talking about gear up beating Cleveland in a group race. So, 
he sort of fits in these trends of of horses who've got that sort of pattern. And you don't, don't be scared of him being number one with nine stone twelve. I think the bottom weight's still only got around nine stone, so he's, he's only about a stone covering the whole field. Um, and I'm it mirroring. was actually stay sorry, was that a yard that beat John Leaper, not not Serpentine, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I'm mirroring since he's winning every handicap at the moment. But um, yeah, Benno's another interesting one, um, named after the great Australian cricket captain and for those who like cricket. Um, he ran in the Queen's Vase last year, um, beyond oh. Kamari Godolphin. It hasn't worked out to be a great race, but they've sort of theft around with him. It's interesting that he's coming here, especially in the JP colours. You know what I mean? It always makes you sort of perk up a little bit when you see something like that in here. Jim Crowley been booked as well. But um, Max Vega, Andy, right, he said he was pretty unlucky last year and he, he wouldn't he wouldn't be shocked at 22 to 1. Um, the one I really like, and I've I've been saying to you guys in the group for a while, um, I backed it 33 1 a few weeks ago. His enemy, um, Ian Williams' horse. This horse was trained by John Gosden as a three year old, and he was a bit bit quirky. Um, they thought he was a miler. Uh, he ran in a couple of lists in group three races, <laughs> but he just weren't putting it, he weren't putting it all in. But I suppose being out of Muhara, you'd think that, but obviously, yeah, now yeah, Muhara yeah, produces yeah, everything, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he produces anything now, doesn't he, with Harrah? Like, stayers, you name it. But um, this horse, when he went to France, they just Ian Williams had a brainwave sticking him up six furlongs in trip. And um, it, it was in Dubai, and he sort of ran a blinder behind Monobo on World Cup night. Um, and then took him to Musselburgh for the... There's a cup race there over a mile and six. And he absolutely bolted up. It was, it was ridiculous. He won with about two stone in hand. It was good to soft ground that day. He's not had good to soft since. And I know there's been a little bit of rain this week where we're saying the times has just suggested it's a little bit slower. But he's since running the cigar over two where I give Buick a lot of abuse after the race because I've had quite a few good on him. But um, <laughs> he just failed to get past Princess Zoe. But when you sort of calm down and reflect, and I don't think he was going to get past anyway because I think his stamina just sort of didn't last out. And it was the same in the Henry II stakes um, on Brigadier Gerard night where quick form was really enterprisingly ridden and pinched the lead and they never come back to him. But when he got to the business end of the race, he just weren't quick and he wasn't getting home. And then the same at Goodwood last in the Goodwood Cup. He was travelling well three, four out, but the petrol tank ran pretty dry. But um, this will be his first time back to a mile and six since, uh, since the Musselburgh race. And this is a big field. I just think they're going to drop this right out. And if there's any sort of juice in the ground, I think it's going to be really, I think it'll be really short in running coming to the furlong poles, whether he has traffic or whatever, or just comes up a little bit short because of the weight. But I, I think he's a really, really good solid each way bet. Uh, even at 16s now, I think he's still well worth backing. Okay. Deck, you're not in agreement there, are you? We're enemy. With John Leaper. Oh, John Leaper. No, Jesus. I was actually just laughing at Shifty Lad's other comment. He was more stylish. Luke Marlis or Shane Foley. I know what Aiden would say. Poor Anastasia is still getting the stitches out of my head, I think. Um, John Leaper, no. I think just think he was overhyped. Frankie got the ride. It was one of those. <laughs> Read that comment out for me. This one. Yeah, for the, the audio listeners. 
Did you see this week today? John Leeper came out for the food banks in England. £20,000 if he wins. People drinking champers and pins clapping to see what charity is going to win on the race. And that just leads me on to, like, I was, I was looking at Eric Thuron. I was actually, do you know what, I fancied ever present for this a bit out, but, you know, the Irish horse are probably going to be stopped in this for the Cesarevich, aren't they? Nah, they won't be, don't be stupid. Jessie's not stupid. She's not going to fuck, fuck the mark for the Euros. <laughs> She's not going to leave the Euros behind in Yorkshire. Uh, now, look, Erla Tyrone, he, he beat Reju uh, getting three pounds, and you now Reju since won the ledger trial. Now, we don't really know how good that form is because we're still we're still working out um, how good the Dermot's filly is, or Mary is. What's, what's her name again? Homeless songs. Homeless. No. Oh, fucking homeless songs. It's the other one who won. He won the two Irish ledgers. Search for a song. Search for a song, yeah. We just got the wrong song, Steve. We're still working out if she's, um, you know, if if she's still the horse she was or not. So um, it's potentially good form, but like Erda Tarrant's on favourite now, and I wouldn't reckon the favourite. I really like Ever Present. Myself and Andy were at Leperstown um, when he won the mile and a half handicap on Irish Champions weekend and like you either have to be a really good horse or well handicapped to win there he's a bumper winner as well um, and yeah. you know he's, he's he's obviously a good horse you, you know you have to be a good horse to win a bumper in Ireland um, his seasonal debut was in uh, it, it was at I won't mention the name of the race um, but he ran he ran okay well, actually, he didn't. He, look, it was a seasonal debut, forgive him. He, he's obviously a good horse. He, he shortened up. I didn't think as many people would be really getting on to him as, as, you know, I thought coming here. Come, I, I, saw, I suppose it made sense to enter him, but he is entered in Yuri Sarovic as well. Um, he's shortened and shortened and shortened. What price do you know? No ticker tonight. And Chris here, we fucking no ticker. Though. What's going on? I don't even know how to do the ticker. I'm really sorry. I don't, I can't yeah, see it. anywhere. What price have you got? He's probably single figure odds now, is he? Um, Ever present. 11s. 11s. Yeah, I, you know, I, I thought he might have been juicier for this. But just on enemy, I, I do like enemy. Um, he's been running the group company. He did drift before that. That race at Ascot, and I wonder was, you know, he's come from France. Andy said he fucked his marriage by bolting up in in Musselburgh. Um, but he he's been running a group company and he's been getting beat, and it's kind of what you want coming here. But I suppose I, I can't ignore Fancy Man, who's been really highly tried nearly all his career. Um, he was touring the group three the last day. Uh, he he was three lengths off Alan Kerr in February. Um. In two group three seconds last year, he sort of ticks all the boxes. I think he'll stay. He's massive odds. He's way too big. But why is he so big? Can somebody? Can somebody? Can be him? Never mind. <laughs> That's Steve. As I said, this this is how you handicap a horse. You know? I mean, me and Andy stuck him up in a Newton Cup. He he even a blinder fancy man, and he, he yeah, looked like he was getting there for a while. I'm not so sure he'd get home, but um... I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay. In a big field, I think he'll stay. Um, 
I think he's 50 to 1. That's absolutely ridiculous. Now that I, you know, the fact that the Irish horses are being stopped for the look at the prize at the current, you know, we know they're not going to be trying the yard. We've a reputation in this. <laughs> I, I think, you know, enemy and fancy man, I, you know, have, have good profiles for it. They're taking a lot of the boxes. But fancy man, the price is ridiculous. 50 to 1 is way too big for the horses. He's not even near top of the weights, is he? What number is he? Ah, he is. He's top, but he's high enough now. Yeah, but Andy, there's only fucking eight pounds in it. What's he, number four? He's oh, 9 11. Oh, sorry. Uh... He's 9 11 and he's a, he's a group oh. horse. And at two, he looked like he could have been a group one horse at one stage. Um, I just think he's way too big for a horse who has group class. And I know it's you need to have group class to win this now, but, but he does have it. Um, but like ever present in enemy, you can see running big ones as well. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit disgusted. Ever present was never a bigger price to be honest, but you can't ignore that fifties. If, if I, I need to trade an ever present enemy or fancy man won it, I wouldn't be surprised. They could all be in the places. You'll probably get AK bets probably give you nine places here. <laughs> so, what some of the bookies will be doing, you know, seven and maybe eight places. Yeah, they'll all be doing them like, you know, fancy man's too big to, he's too big. At fifties, he's too big not to back each way if you're getting ridiculous places here. Um, I think he's a really big chance. I think the three dollars have a really big chance. Ever present. Okay. Fancy man. Got one more. Well, do you want me to pick out one more? No, fucking <laughs> three fucking runners. Hang on, hang on, you were going on this, this, it's the, it's the Grand National of flat racing, but you'll have four in the Grand National, but you won't let me. I'll have never, i never have four in the Grand. I never have one time to have four in the Grand National. Get the fuck. Come here, you'll be dodging your bets at the fucking horse show tomorrow. You'll be having. <laughs> I'll have Ireland, I'll have Germany, and I'll have Holland in the Nations Cup. Oh, what did I have? I have, yeah, I and have, there's only four teams in it. Yeah, I need. Yeah. I, I've Germany to clear the course in one forty, and wasn't it? That was me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I have it all here now. And I've do yeah, do van to to look a picture. Yeah, Carlin <laughs> uh, from around the corner is going to win the puissance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, just looking back through the chat this evening because I think we've had a few questions come in that we that I thought were quite interesting that we haven't mm -hmm. covered. Um, should we do a I'll vote? Give the answer. I'll give the answer on the trivia after this as well. You can, yeah. Should we do a vote um, in spiral or homeless songs? Um, in the mate, well, homeless songs. It, it depends what mood she's in. She, um, she's if she wants to get, really, I think she's the only one who hasn't really proved that the tree or all crap is fucked. Like she has, but like she's down a weld. I don't know what he does. He, like. He must give them no fucking iron. There's no iron in their feet or something because they're all made of glass. Like <laughs> every fucking good horse he gets is made of glass. Even Free Eagle, like we said, he won that that group two or group three, and he he'd been off for a year. He was favourite for the Derby, and he was beaten by um, Australia in the the Champion Juvenile Stakes. Yeah, as a two year old. sisters after avoiding the curl on the weekend as well. The one that won a yeah, goal. Like, I don't know why. Like, how did that man, how was he the first Northern Hemisphere trainer to get a horse to fucking Australia to win the Melbourne Cup? And then he done it again. 
because the rest of them are made of fucking glass. Like, uh, vintage crop is different, yeah. He's just yeah, like it's amazing to think that he was winning races around the world before any other trainer from Britain or Ireland were doing it. He's won races in America. He, he went to did he win a race in Japan? He won races all over the world. Like he actually set the trend to do it, but the fella can't get a horse to the curry and he trains across the road. Like you know, it's absolutely mental. It just I just think all his good horses. Very, very I, yeah, I, I got a bad rep for it, but I don't I, I don't think she likes traveling and I thought I think that's why you haven't seen her. I know like, the corner's across I, the road, he literally yeah. came, he rolls across the fucking like not a main road. No, I don't mean across the motorway. It's literally the on the on the plains, yeah. The country road, like yeah. What uh, is wrong well, with that? Well, she did they they campaigned her like that last year, they skipped she won a maiden really impressively hammering Agartha who went on and won a load of group races mm-hmm. and then she Mate, uh, homeless songs yeah she rocked up in the Moyglare in her second start and it was just she was a fish out of water she just had no experience like she just pulled her she pulled for her life and it just just too much too soon for her um and then she was a little bit unlucky in the kill of Vullen stakes and then yeah she did what she did this year um I'd be taking I'd be taking a leap of faith with her though if you were backing her for the matron um look i i i would be as i said already like not a lot of people showed up to the current on guineas day she rocked up with a, with a borderline sold out leopard sound i think she'd boil over i really mm. think she would she was she's she's not well <laughs> like even on guineas guineas trials day at leopard sound i was up there with deck and his son nearly went through the card uh george um you could see her there with the red cap and she was on her toes and backing away from stuff and i'm like all right she's and look, they, they had two handlers with her at the Curra and she was a lot better. But I wouldn't want to see her after three months off with a with a big crowd. I think that'd be fucking bad news. Uh the Red Hood was sporting yet, yeah, and it, it's gonna be there on, on uh in September. Um look if you are if you're gonna back her for the matron, just make sure you see her beforehand because I, I'd be surprised I'd be very surprised if she wasn't a handful. Hmm. It should be like, and if, if Bayed was to turn up, yeah, Irish race horses, Irish race horses don't get sold out. At the end of the day, it's a big field. You just keep letting people in. Mm. You know, it's so. Can you imagine the amount of people that are going to be? It will be a big, big crowd. It'll be close to being sold out. I'd say. Um. We had some other questions in earlier, I think, as well. Oh, Andy, you were going to give us the the answer to the to the yeah. We had we had we had a winner. Deck Deck half gave it away, and only I think only one listener noticed. But yeah, the answer, yeah. Boyd. Um, yeah, he, Andrew Andrew West was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, four. Yeah, the answer is fourteen. Uh, and I'll find them now for you. I I had it saved down. Uh, <laughs> I just need to find out which chat I actually put it in. There's too many bloody chats on this this thing. Oh yeah, so Mishriff, Native Trail, Modern Games, Alcohol Free, Order of Australia, Accidental Agent, who'd be the pointless answer in a few years, Mother Earth, Palace Pier, Lady Botorp, uh, The Revenant, Ben Battle, Lord Glitters, Victor Ladorum, and Snow Lantern, where the 14 horses that he be, who are subsequent group one, or previous group one winners. Excellent. Right. Beer mats on the way, Andrew West. Although it's, they might take a while to get there because I'm still waiting for mine. Yeah. So yeah, well, the Chris, one. Yeah, Chris shifts them from Jupiter. 
Well, one, <laughs> one drop of wine on it and it's fucked. <laughs> okay. No, um, IR7 said they're going to give us mugs now. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, mugs are on the way. <laughs> okay, so... I uh, to the food banks over there for the cup of soup. <laughs> Um, Deck, you've got a, a big nap for the weekend, I hear. I, oh, look, no. <laughs> We're going to Killarney with Kianana. But he, um, talking about lads with issues in the head, he has issues in the head. Um, <laughs> he, he's a bit of a thing. He would be yours, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> look, he, he's a good bit to prove, but um, we, we go to Killarney and we'll see. Um, I wouldn't be encouraging anyone to, to back him. <laughs> get him get him out in front yeah look we, we you know he's or he's, held up look at the card he's cheek pieces on um he's not giving her his all i he's thinking about things so look we, we'll see how we get on Um, i think he has ability he's just not showing us at the moment because his maiden runs are quite good but now fingers crossed he runs a big race he does need to run a big race for himself and he needs to sort of remember he's a race horse so uh we're gonna go down and Look, it's a trip to Killarney. Instead, this is a swim hotel, so shall I be delighted? Uh, but I do have three for tomorrow. Okay. Um, yeah. Killarney at five fifteen. I I actually did mention this horse a couple of weeks ago. I I I put him up Jordan Galway, I think. Uh, Wrexham. He's trained by John McConnell, and he jumped out and and he tried to make all in uh, a maiden hurdle. He was actually, I say he tried to make all, he was actually quite keen. He's a bumper winner. Uh, and and he won his he actually won his maiden quite easy the last day. He was up and won the tracks in the north, one of the further down Patrick or down Royal. Uh, I think he's a big, big chance tomorrow. He's about five to two. And then at six twenty, uh Diego's way. <coughs> he's a funny one now. He's won on a he's ran on a lot of point to points. He was actually a decent performer between the flags. Um, but he had got three. He had got three beginners chase runs in, you know, before he went back point to point, and he was slightly disappointed on his handicap debut. I think it was at Westford, but he was much better the last day. They're stepping him back up and trip. He's been left on the same mark, and I actually I think tomorrow could be the day for him. And then I actually mentioned this fella the last time. I didn't tip him up, but he was running at um. I can't remember where he was running. I just know he's back. Lake Winnipesaukee. If you remember, uh, it might be in the March meeting at Leopardstown, but he, he ran it out. Uh, he was going to win the race by whatever distance he liked. Um, he tanked and tanked and tanked. That was for Fatty. He since changed stables. He's with Gavin Cromwell now. He was toured the last day after the long layoff. That was during um, lockdown. That was 2020. I think it was um, that March meeting. Andy might remember. Um, but he was toured after a long layoff, which was quite encouraging. He should come on for that. I, th- I think he's a good chance tomorrow. That's in the bumper after begging that 755. Okay. Um, is is Kilbegan on a Friday one of the ones where you're supposed to back? Bad and Rob. Um, Bad and Rob. Yeah, and Bad it's, and was it a Monday? No. No, it's a Friday. Bad and Rob's always on a Monday, but... Every now and again, they've been meeting on a Friday. <laughs> and when Ballinrobe's on a Friday, you just back the first three favourites. <laughs> a wise man told me that, and he wasn't wrong. 
Um, Steve, have you got any additional selections for the weekend? Yeah, I like a couple. There's a nice card at Sandown on Saturday. Um, Kevin Ryan sends one down there called Fontaine, Philly. She she beat Grand Dam at uh, York earlier in the year. Uh, Grand Dam since one of this race. Fontaine was then stepped up in trip for the Nassau where uh, she didn't get home. She travelled really well into the race. Um, she just tied up late, got, got caught for third. Um, dropped back to a mile. I think she's prior strong. She's a five-to-one shot. Grand Dam second favourite behind another uh, Gosnell's called Laurel that bolted up on his only run. But I think Fontaine's definitely should be short in the betting. He's got form in the book at group level. Um, and yeah, the fact he's been sent there anyway, I think it's a, with, with a York Milan, it's probably a tip in itself anyway. But And the, the next race, the Sweet Solerio Stakes, which is normally a good two-year-old race, um, as I was... Deck saw at Haydock called Desert Hero, um, a Cedar Stars cult. It won, when I won over a six, had no right to win on pedigree. Um, it was really impressive, Deck, wasn't it? Um, no, well, it, it was very impressive. It was, it was over seven, actually, but oh, seven, he, he yeah, impressive. He's uh, a Cedar Star, oh, with the Queen, um, Cedars, uh, boy, Cedar Stars. He's out with an unraised the Bowie Mare, uh, and he has a Derby entry, which was. Of what's going yeah, there's been a lot of we had a flood down here yesterday, so it won its debut on soft at ADOC. Uh, so it's, it's saying good ground at ADOC, but it's, it's probably a little bit, it's saying good ground at Sandown. Sorry, it's it was probably a bit softer than that. If uh, if you know Sandown like we do, like when it's wet there, it's fucking wet. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. as a free one shot, and uh, also like Sunny Liston, uh, to upset Mike Ulysses in the first uh, York on Saturday. Um, this was a they were sort of trying this over derby trips earlier in the year, run behind one of Aiden's, I think, Star of India in the Chester race, uh, then running the derby. But it ran really well behind Rocky Gianni at um, Goodwood last time. He sort of burst through late, uh, but the German horse just found a bit more. I just think they're going to stick to a mile now, and I think 10 to 1 is a good price. Mike Ulysses is going to be pretty short in the race. I think he's worth taking on. That's in the strengths or stakes. Uh, yeah, Sunny Liston, Kieran Schumacher for. Charlie Hills, and uh, yeah, that's it really. Apart from the ones I've mentioned tonight, okay, great, thanks, Steve. And Andy, any more from you? Um, I know I'll back Quick Torn Rohan, um, I'll probably back Ebro River at the prices as well. So, but uh, Quick Torn the Stairs race, Rohan in the sprint, no, sorry, in the city of York, which is a sprint everywhere except for Europe, I suppose, and mm-hmm. um. And yeah, Ebro River, maybe license in the in the Ebor since it's one of my favorite races. But I'll run through the Ebor. Yeah, I've have to as well. Um, and then I'll, I'll I'll run through the Curra uh, real quick uh, on Saturday. The three ten, the Futurity Stakes, usually a really good race. Uh, and this looks like a fucking barn burner of a deal. We probably should have actually covered this maybe instead of the City of York. But um, we got Aesop's Fables, who's Ryan Moore is going to ride. Hans Anderson, who's Jamie Heffernan, has really good form in the book. He's beaten a couple of subsequent maiden winners, uh, including the potentially very useful uh, Al Riffa. But the one I'm going to go with is the um, the Tyra Stakes winner, Proud and Regal, who made all the running. And the form was boosted in the Ballyhane Stakes with, I think, uh, Joseph O'Brien winning that race. He could just, he looks really uncomplicated. Um, he tends to go from the front, looks like a bit of a grinder, looks like he's 
going to want further in time, but he gets the seven furlongs really, really well. Um, I think he's got, he's going to shape up into a, um, whatever the racing post trophy is called now, the veteran futurity or something at Donny's that type of horse. Um, I think he's going to be quite hard to beat there uh, in the three ten at the Curra on Saturday. Um, and then the Phillies version of the race looks really hot as well. Meditate is likely to be long odds on after winning the Albany. That's why uh, she won in the bloody Lava. Yeah, that's why they're going up to seven with her. Um, mm. And it's, yeah. But um, Thornbrook, or Thornbrook is a very interesting runner. It's a, a Philly by Saxon Warrior uh, from Joseph O'Brien. She was once raced and a pretty impressive maiden winner uh, at Leopardstown. The form is probably... Oh, look, the form is probably a little bit in and out, to be honest, but it was kind of the manner that she did it. She was quite green and, and she was bumped around a little bit, but she still showed plenty to win. Um, she is going to have to do a hell of a lot better um, because, as I said, the form has taken its knocks, but I wouldn't be surprised if she improved quite significantly from her debut effort. So I, I'd give her a little squeak. Um, and then one horse that could be well ahead of its mark on the weekend, it could be a slight blot actually off 83. Um, in the 315 at Sandown is the bottom weight, Zayna Larab, and she could go off quite short. She's about five to two, three to one at the moment. Um, this is she could end up six to four or 11 to eight or something. I she looks pretty well treated on on just visual impressions. Um, and yeah, Stage has said in the comments there, very elegant word to mention in France. Yeah, it's great to see her coming over from Australia, uh, to for a Europe for a short European campaign before she's retired. Um, and yeah, there's very good racing in France this week. We could have talked quite a lot, but um, I think Torlock's talking about um, Sea Silk Road. I guess he's talking. Is it Sea Silk Road? Road? Yeah, I was trying to work I that mean, out. Who, who was was previous in those colours, so. Um, there's a three-year-old filly that I'm looking at for the arc. Actually, I don't think it's his one, but um, it was the one that was second to Nashua and the French Oaks La Parisian, who I think could be very, very much under the radar if she ends up heading towards the arc as well. So, when but I don't. I, I don't think that's the one Turlock's talking about. No, I, 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 I'd be hmm. certain he's talking about That's to see. I'd see he's still getting over the time the, the Haggis Philly was beaten by an eagle, um, yeah. in the same colours. No, it's it's that, but that I just looking at that race and, and that horse is turning up the the one we couldn't pronounce her name. Um Matt do you remember, Lauren, you were actually on that night. Who? What was the oh, remember. Sorry, I do remember that now. M-U-S-E. McQuay's or something. McQuay's I don't think we got a solution, did we? I think we were all just mumbling. We were absolutely having a nightmare with it. Yeah, that was hilarious. Where's she running? That's in France. The same race. The same race. 250 Deauville Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, there, yeah, miss it. How the fuck? Yeah, that's absolutely bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah, we they're, gave they're her another still... name, I think, didn't we? In the end, he's, ta he's talking at Rossa C, or is it? Um, the noise we call her. Yeah, the look, you're, you're, looking at, you're, you're looking at the wrong horse. Not Rossa C has four lengths to find with La Parisian. <laughs> her, her, her and her and Nashua were miles clear. Well, La Parisian and Paul Nichols chaser. No, it was a, a junior hurdler for J uh, Town. Um She went off, I remember actually, she went off like one to three in a juvenile hurdle at Leopardstown at Christmas time, a grade two, and was beaten by Guitar Pete. 
I think she she done an injury. But it's um, complete when the that, Paddy yeah. Cows end up with Nikki oh, yeah. Richards. Anna Filet as well. Do you remember Anna Filet? Anna Filet. Mm. Yeah. She done an injury at Leopardstown, didn't she? She did, yeah. She, broke her. Yeah, also broke her pelvis, yeah. Grim. Um, yeah, thank you for reminding me about La Parisienne. I, I don't act, normally by this time of the year, I've got a, like a, a couple of anti post, like tasty price anti post bets on some fillies or mares for the, for the arc, but I haven't got any this year. I feel like a, I need a wonderful tonight in my life, or I'm well, just, just not back the noise. Hey. just back the noise. <laughs> well, well, I've you've just reminded me that I'd completely forgotten when I was at um when I was at Goodwood and I was cheering in um oh, Sea of Faith was it? No, Sea. Oh, yeah, in the li- in the Lily Lang tree was it? Was it Sea of mm. Faith? Is that well, the, is that the um, race for that thing? Hagrid Horse was second in the. In the same color as this. I'm getting my C's. Like she won it, didn't she? Yeah. The one that think... Emily Dickinson ran in. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the Lily Langtree, yeah. Um, uh, I was I was cheering her in and a couple of blokes said to me something that next to me they were saying, Oh, if you like this one, you need to be on La Parisienne for the arc. And I'd completely forgotten about that until now. Um, because we haven't seen her since that Nashua race, have we? Mm. Um We'll probably see her in Fran- uh, There's arc trials coming up, isn't there? And uh, same weekend yeah. as our Champions Weekend. That's where you'll see her. And she's sixty-six to one, so you need to get on before the Do you know what? It's it's actually they don't see the the, the Vermoy as a trial. It's a it's a standalone group one for fillies and mares. Yeah, that's true. The, the pre nail is a trial. Um, for three. Yeah, that's what it calls. Yeah, Vermoy is that's that's a, like they don't see that as a trial at all. Like fucking people call the Irish Champion Stakes a trial, like consisting in the top five races in the world. People are calling it a trial for the arc. <laughs> fucking put it in, you know, when the flat season is on. You put the Champion Stakes, fucking Cheltenham's on the same weekend, or it used to be on the same weekend. Imagine having a Champion Stakes the same weekend as a meeting at Cheltenham. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, no, Turlock, I see the comment there. I actually, I, I am actually good, genuinely going to go back and watch that friend jokes now. Um, I, I'm very interested in that now. That is actually, it's one oh, of the better. Yeah. The French jokes and the French derby are probably the two best classics run this year. French derby for sure. That's the best mm. classic by a mile on form mm. this year. The French, the French jokes probably not a million miles off. So there you have it. That is part two of the York Ebor meeting podcast. Um, there we go. Two hours later. Thanks for having me, everybody. Two hours for five races. Although we've spoken about lots of things, haven't we? So, yeah, we got loads in. We got loads in. We've had lots of comments in as well. Um, so thanks everybody for thanks for having me and thanks for joining in. Simon O'Neill's very first comment is is still my favourite that uh, I've Chris, Chris has been traded in. And yeah, well, the would, be hard, would you have you seen the fella? He's gone out for a basket of chicken nuggets and chips tonight. <laughs> Gourmet. <laughs> so yeah thank you for having me everybody um and good luck with your bets for the rest of the week and let's hope that between the between the four of us or however many of us who are watching we found the winner of the ebor but until next time <laughs> oh, oh hang on look, he's watching he's watching look at what a way to, what a way to finish the show he's joined it at the end and he's he, blaspheming on the podcast uh, Facebook. 
sitting there with his chicken nuggets. Look at that little yeah, yeah. Brown chicken nuggets at the screen. <laughs> anyway. We're Great finished now, anyway. Chris. You can you can have the podcast back for next week. Mm. Thanks, Good. everybody. Good Thanks, guys. Good. 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 Bye. Bye.